You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 90, recorded October 25th, 2020. The topic for this episode is Duress and Egress Part Deuce. I am your host for this episode, I am Elemist. I'm Orchid. God, why are you like this? <laughs> because I can be! You're the worst. Duh. And we've got a special guest. Uh, special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? What's going on, ladies and gents, boys and girls, guardians of all ages? Joker back again, once again. <laughs> That's smooth, Guys, man. That's smooth. I just went Joker right in. Oh, that was that was brilliant. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I'm excited to be here. Honestly, that's uh, all I got. I'm so glad. why. <laughs> What why do you mean, why? Uh, do you want to tell okay. what you said to me when I asked you to be on? I was like about to no um <laughs> or something like that actually. I think it was pretty condescending. Um, I was like, I'd love to. This sounds fun. Because like I don't get to talk lore enough, right? Yeah. Right, but I I took I took lore out of my name so I could like talk about like, cause it, it just, I hate to say it like on my YouTube channel, it's dark. It used to be dark side royalty lore, but it's now just dark side royalty. I took lore out of the name because it's like, I, I don't just talk about lore and, and honestly, I kind of want to get into reviewing like other games like cyberpunk, Genshin impact, stuff like that. Not just making destiny vids, but destiny vids are easy to make. Um, relatively speaking. And so it's just like, ah, oh, and then I just started making halo lore there's a, like a stint about that, but then Halo Infinite got pushed back, and so I was like, "Wait, no! Put the brakes on everything." <laughs> oh man, that's literally that's... how it is. But I get yeah. to I get to come here and talk all talk about lore, so it's gonna be fun. I hope. Yeah. Oh yeah. Unless it's bad lore, and then I then... hope it's great lore. Oh, it is okay. About. Yeah, actually, it is. Uh. <laughs> So, for podcast info, uh, we encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, and at I underscore Am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at Guardians of Lore, all one word. Uh, you can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast, except Spotify. They don't allow reviews. Get on your game, Spotify. Screw Fuck. you, Spotify fuck um and you can jump in our discord and let us know uh you can find our info at thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators and joker uh where can we find you well, of course, as I just said, you can find me at Darkside Royalty on the YouTubes, and then you can find me at DSR underscore Joker on the Twitter net. Twitter net. I love it. Twitter net. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. So for this week at Guardians of Lore, uh, Joker, what, why don't you talk to us a bit more about yourself? What you do? So I'm the Destiny YouTube complaining guy. <laughs> no um 
let's see. I I like doing um, break down the game in kind of uh, like what's going on in it and stuff like that. That tends to be where my main wheelhouse is. But I did start as a primary lore channel. In fact, I was super hyped. One of my first videos um, is like when Destiny 2 is coming out and it's like, oh, we're going to lose our powers, but we're going to get these new powers. But how are we going to do that? And I like, I just remember seeing this one clip in the trailer and it's like, the ass end of the traveler sitting in the edz what we now know is the shard but we didn't know it at the time and i was like it's gonna be that thing and then like so that video came out before this one that i was working on that was like about savathun and oryx and croton like the whole hive thing and comparing that to like the greek pantheon and whatnot and like figuring out what we can get from these different stories and where that might take destiny and stuff like that because i really love theory crafting um, but then Destiny 2 came out and it was like, oh man, this game has problems and we're never going to get anywhere if we don't talk about them. And that wound up kind of becoming my thing, but I still do lore stuff from time to time. I'll do like Halo lore where I read stuff from the books that excerpts. That's really fun. I'll make theories about that. Um, I'll make theories about how, like, if you look at say Durandal from uh, marathon, if you look at, you know, Cortana, or if you look at Rasputin, you can kind of see the character journey because Destiny has like one AI that they write and they just change the name. Um, yeah. And so like you go across that. And I, I like theory crafting about that. I like going into like the more interesting stuff. Right now I'm working on a finalizing a script for what the, uh, the Book of the Unveiling is basically Paradise Lost. Huh. Yeah, it's well, I mean, think about it. You got the Black Garden, right? You got the Tree of Silver Wings. You got the uh, fruit of the Tree of Silver Wings that, you know, again, you can one to one that with the Garden of Eden, the Tree of Knowledge. Um, but then where the twist kind of comes in, where Bungie takes these kind of concepts and, you know, they've been around for thousands of years, literally. Um, and they go, okay, but like ours is going to be like slightly different. You You know the story here, but. What if God was the bad guy, but not even like the bad guy, the one who broke the rules? And that's what we see with the Traveler in the Book of the Unveiling. The Traveler goes, I don't like the way existence works. I'm going to create my own rules. And the darkness is like, wait, no, 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 stop. It's like, it's like the, uh, the meme. It's like, Amy, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man and then you know the the light's like oh no nah, dude I, I do what i want and then like suddenly the darkness has the first knife and the the darkness is literally just doing a job so while i'm morally i'm sympathetic towards the darkness at the end of the day the darkness winning still means we die so right yeah well you're right mm, not at the cost of my life sorry <laughs> yeah but I think there's I think there's some interesting complexity there. But yeah, I like do I like going in and like going through stuff like that. I also like I think I'm the only one that's ever really talked about this how Destiny is ultimately a time travel story because the Exo Stranger is a time traveler and she came up came back and fucked with our timeline. We're not in the original timeline by the end of Destiny One that we started in. Really? I, I think I think you're right. Didn't you actually put out a video on that? Because I I think I actually yep. watched that. Yeah. Yeah, so when the Exo Stranger goes back in time, okay, um, she interacts with us, 
okay? That diverges our timeline from where it should have been. We probably, if I was to, like, gauge the course of the timeline that um, we would have naturally gone down, it would have been, we would have been following Eris in the first fire team because we were doing all that stuff with the Hive, right? Uh, we had no reason to go to Venus to go mess with the uh, Vex until the Exo Stranger said, hey, go here. But what's, what's at the end of that original timeline? We probably went and fought Crota before we were ready and died. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. I didn't really... <laughs> huh. Right. Because it, it was our, our... Us diverging to Venus and, and Mars soon after that actually got us prepared for... Crota. Yep. Yeah. Which then brought and, Oryx, and I mean, it, it domino effect, but... Yeah, and actually, technically speaking, based on what we know of the original game, that's what we were going to do anyways. We are going to go and deal with Crota and Oryx, because, like, the Crota and the Oryx raid was originally one huge raid. Like, the Crota part was, like, the first boss, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you had, like, the rest of the but it was like this huge monolithic raid and they're like no we got to break that up we can't do that <laughs> which now makes sense why crota crota's end feels like a strike rather than yep a full-on raid like i never even thought about any of that <laughs> yeah i think about it i think about like all this stuff because i'm like okay uh, just even, like, from a lore perspective, breaking things down, from a technical perspective, like, why is the game the way it is? Uh, you know, this is just the way my brain works. I, I go in and I'm like, okay, so I don't like this aspect of the game. Why is it this way? Because it just seems unfinished um, in a lot of places. Like, look at Trials of Osiris. You know, when that came out, that like, what was the point? Like, why did we do this? It's two years on hiatus for what we got. And, I mean, everybody was unhappy with it, and now they're doing the... They're finally, six months later, doing Adept Weapons. And I actually really like the changes with the Adept Weapons. I think it, you know, when... Like, they they have the thing where they're, like, the mod will add, like, plus 10 to a stat. And I'm, like, thinking about that going, okay, now if I get, like, say, a shotgun and it's the god roll, but say it has a reload masterwork or a handling masterwork, well, I can just put a range mod on it, and then, you know, I max that range out anyways. So then I can use my masterwork for something else, and it's not a total wash if I don't get that range. Or if I do get that range, then I could be like, oh, if they have a handling mod, I can just put the handling mod on it or something like that. Or the ammo mod or this, that, and the other. So I'm like, okay, you know, but why did it take you six months to figure this out? And that's like stuff that I like, like to know and like, like to break down, whether it's from the game development side or from the lore development side. You know, because every there's a reason for everything, and everything's connected, and it's like this this big puzzle, and I just kind of like working out these puzzles and sharing it with people as I do it. And, Super and great. We definitely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Even though some people might not. <laughs> a lot of you know. <laughs> I've read your comment section before, and I'm just like, well, how can yeah. anybody not like me? What? Oh, no. This court doesn't go as long as I thought it did. Oh, no. I was trying to grab a bottle of water. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so you, 
you and Orchid do a podcast infrequently together, right? Yeah. He, he doesn't have a name right now. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Destiny Corner or something. Yeah. And, and I keep telling him to call it Digressions. It's, you know... It's a fun yeah. Friday night thing. It's like it I, I got I, I I just finished editing. It's seven, whatever. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's great. And see, I was just thinking un- untitled Destiny podcast UDP. But I'm an IT person, so that has an extra joke in there. Oh, you IT nerds! It will. D- duh. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, so Orchid, you got yeah. Conqueror. Yeah. I got Conqueror too. Yeah, I know. And Harbinger, I am, I am the title hoarder. <clears throat> Yay! Congratulations. I have one title. <laughs> Which one is it? It's Dredgen. No, <laughs> of course. It is. <laughs> the one they hand to everyone, pretty much. Yep. Uh, I just I ain't got time for that man. Like they're like the the comp one. It's like whatever it's called, and I'm like or uh, unbroken uh, yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like okay, but like like you only get not forgotten for getting 5,500 once. Like there's there's no point. Like, why would I put myself through that? And that's that's kind of the same way with the other one. I'm like oh these are just like Xbox achievements. Like that's cool. If somebody wants to do that, more power to you. I don't care. <laughs> I I have been that person. I need like, loot, man. Like this season alone, I've gotten eight titles done. Uh, I've done solo flawless for Pit of Heresy and Prophecy, and then I've oh, that's what's up. I've done Niobe Labs. Like I got everything done that I wanted to get done this season. Nice. Yeah, my thing is, I just want to run around PvP and shoulder charge things. <laughs> I can't fault you for that. As yeah, a fellow dude, Titan, a... I can't fault you for that. Oh, dude, it's 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 the it's the <laughs> it's. <sighs> well, now now okay, which shoulder charge? Oh, dude, Striker, Skull Fort. Yeah, that lore card, by the way, Skull Fuck. That lore card, by the way, is the greatest lore card in the game, hands God, down. Yeah. Play in the meadows. Their skulls are meadows. Pick the flowers. Oh, I, I love the insurmountable skull fuck. Like it's uh, just, it's it's just fun to use, and and I, but I typically don't do shoulder charge. I do middle tree. So then I'm just death from above, and when I get the, if I don't get the kill, I'll super, and that'll give me my, my, melee back. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, aside from the titles, has anybody done anything in Destiny this week? I got a drunken shoulder charge thing. <laughs> 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 dot, dot, dot. That's, yeah. I mean, without the drinking, I pretty much did the same thing, actually. Uh, I, I did, when I did um, Grandmaster last night, I was supposed to do it with one set of friends. And then um, I was like, oh, well, I just like, I feel like crap. I'm just going to go, you know, lay down. And then another set of friends were like, well, do you want to do it with us later? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess later 
if you guys are around, I'll do it with you later. So I had like a little bit of a nap. I did it with them later. And they're like PvP guys and not PvE guys. So they're just throwing themselves Oof. into it. And it's way different than doing it with like these PvE. Like we plan everything out exactly and have spreadsheets and are aware of where everything is. And like <laughs> know all the mods to use, you know to There's... the letter and it was a very different very fun experience but they're like just <laughs> it was very fun there's a difference between a pve sweat lord and a pvp sweat lord <laughs> yeah there is there's a huge difference i mean their aim was really good but they were just like oh i'm, I'm dead like, well, again you guys well, i'm guys, like why do you guys use divinity i'll i'll pull that out we'll use that for you know overloads and we'll use that on whatever they're like we don't have that yeah, I didn't. Like, uh, I, I'm right there. I'm and like, what? They're like, yeah, we we don't. We, why would we have that? And I'm like, uh, okay. Um, how about we use you know whatever? I'm like, do you have anarchy? They're like, oh yeah, yeah. That's the one thing we do have. I'm like, the one thing you do have. It, it okay, okay. Wow. In their defense, in my defense, uh, because I'm that person. Um, I you know I did get the raid jacket for Garden of Salvation, so I did I did my time. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. Almost uh, got his raid jacket too. That's I did. But I'm a year to get or whatever after the raid. Came yeah. Out. Jeez. Just about. Um, but like I'm I'm a raider. I do right. raids. Um, I think I'm actually in the top two percent for nice. raid completions. But like, I I had a. Or I have a clanmate who competed with me for raid completion numbers. Mm -hmm. Even though I had no idea we were actually competing. Ah, yes. This was this is one of those one man legged race things, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm in this too. Cool. Nailed it. Right. I didn't even know I was competing until he was like, Yes, I finally got more more completions than Elemist. And I'm like, what? Nice. Freaking crazy synopsis. You're crazy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I usually just like, because I can never get a steady raid group, right? So it's like, and what we, a lot of times I don't really care about anything in the raids. That's one thing Bungie really needs to work on. If you want to get like somebody like me into a raid, um, you got to make it worth my time, okay? Yeah, the shotgun for the Garden of Salvation rate, that's nice. But, like, we also have, like, five other shotguns that are easier to get that don't require me, like, going in and hoping I get it every week. Or, like, the um, the 140 hand cannon that was in the new Garden of Salvation raid. That was a really cool hand cannon. Had some really great perks. It was a 140. <laughs> well, I mean, that's going to be changing soon. Yeah, but it's going to be sunset. Or, no, it's not. No, it's not. Never mind. Because it's a raid. Yep, it's still good for another year. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even going to go down that tangent. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, any final thoughts on on the Twoggle this week? Um, weapon changes. I have. <gasps> I have so many thoughts on the weapon changes. Can I just say I don't know why they're changing 150s to 140s, and I was trying to be really nice and diplomatic about it the other night. And then I thought about it, and I was like, why? I just wish it was the other way around. 
140. Why are you changing guns to the things you don't want to use? Because now you're just making all the guns just shit. Yeah. Well, I, I like the fact that, and I've, I've had like people try to argue this with me in the comment section of my video, and I'm like, everybody's saying that the um, new auto rifle, they're like, yeah, we nerfed the auto rifle. No, no, you didn't. One, you just removed its only competition, really, the 150s. So there's that huge space of like, no, the auto rifles are still going to be as oppressive as they are now. Yeah. You know, you just, okay, hand cannons have more range. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Um, and then even then, right, like, auto rifles still map. But then it's like, we're looking at the, the time to kill on the stuff, and then people are, like, going, well, is it going to be 24? Because right, like, right now it's, like, what, 25? Is it going to be 24? going to be 23? How's the back-end rounding go? Because we have no clue how, how any of that works. Um, but if it's, like, right now it's a 0.7 time to kill, but what people are thinking is, like, this is only going to bring it up to either a 0.75 or a 0.8 it's still going to be the fastest time to kill of any weapon in the game next to sidearms, which mm -hmm. have the fastest. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Either way, uh, like for the hand cannon stuff, I'm excited. I wish the 140 and 150 change would have been the opposite way around where 140s got buffed to 150. Well, hey, Thorin's um, going to be a two tap now on any armor stat. So there's that. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That skill I mean, gap going yeah. right out the freaking window. <laughs> um, and, and the one thing that I did point out the other night was the fact that uh, in the actual section where it, it talks about the 150s being moved to 140s, it says this includes Luna's Howl and Not Forgotten. Stop, stop. He's already dead. Yeah, well, I thought maybe it was because they were going to not, like, pull it or not sunset them, but they're just going to, they're just going to, you know. Well, so what I'm hoping hmm. is that it's going to get the Redrick's treatment. Yeah, they're not. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just being put to death. Because <laughs> you can still use them in the Crucible. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's That's been the excuse for sunsetting. It's like, well, we're not, we're only getting rid of them in, like, two percent of the activities or something like that and it's like yeah but um yeah but those activities that matter those two percent of the activities are like 90 percent of what i do <laughs> yeah because it's gonna be you can't use them in trials iron banner or um end game pve content and it's like okay yeah. um so basically anything anybody wants to do and it goes to this kind of logic like and Bungie knows this because this is what happened in Destiny 1 when they sunset year 1 weapons. Nobody uses them after their sunset because why would you spend time practicing with a weapon you can't use in endgame content? You don't. Nobody does. Yeah. That, and I, honestly, like, I got into the mentality of, well, this lowers my power level or light level, so why use it? Even though that doesn't matter in regular crucible right and it, it's because i'm a pve player like i get into that mentality that you have to be the higher light level so it's just it's, well it's no i mean even 
Think about Destiny 1, right? Uh, Pocket Infinity is a great example of this. Pocket Infinity is fucking amazing. It's still amazing. Like, go back, play Destiny 1, pull out Pocket Infinity, you're going to have a good time. Um, nobody used it after year one because it didn't have Trials Light level, and that's all anybody cared about. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's just one of those things, like... We're rep- I don't get why people get mad when you talk about stuff like this or like why people are tend to be in abject denial of reality about stuff like this. It's like, we've already done this. Like, why Why are you, like, is your memory that short? Or are you new to the game? Like, if you're new to the game, I f- fine, I understand. You weren't here for Destiny 1. You didn't know that we went through this already. Um, you don't know that Bungie literally did this in Destiny 1 so they could resell us the same weapons later on. Like, that's fine, fair enough, you don't know. Right. But then let the adults talk. <laughs> I agree. I'm sorry. You know, it's... And, and, and like the biggest thing for me is the fact that I, I, I got to a point where I'm all right with it for weapons. And then they snuck up and said, oh, yeah, so sunsetting of armor. Wait, what? That is so frivolous. It's not even funny. And it's just to make you grind out materials. Either That's that right. or there's something really fucked, if I can say that, um, about yeah. the um, the mod system. And they're like, they're going to lock this uh, armor that's being sunset into the current mods. And then like the next one will be have access to different mods and stuff like that. That's probably what it is, if I was to guess. But then I don't even know. Um, but like they've even, they've even gone through and locked the mods... Like, they talked about locking the mods already. Okay, then, yeah. To a specific year. So, like, at this point, the sunsetting of armor makes less sense. Yup. No, it's it's literally, it's just to make you go grind materials, bro. That's all it is. It's, we are, we are on a loot, loot hamster wheel, and it's literally like, okay, um, Talking about, like, the Trials weapons, or, uh, you know, how I was talking about weapons earlier, right? Um, And how I need incentive. Why would I go play Trials to get an Astral Horizon when I already have a Felwinner's Lie? Like, I know it's a different weapon slot and whatnot, but, like, why do I care? Or why would I go get the Sniper, right, for Trials when I have Revoker or Beloved? Yeah. Why would I, like... Why would I put myself through that? And yes, the argument can be made now that those things are going to be sunset. And maybe I'll have some incentive, but I don't know what else is going to be brought into, um, you know, next year. Maybe it would be advantageous for me to go play Trials and and get the sniper or get the auto rifle. Oh, wait, no, I already have Gnawing Hunger. I don't need to get that auto rifle. I mean, I could get it because it looks cool. Fine, fair enough. But, like, it's not enough of an upgrade from Gnawing Hunger that, like, I care. Or, like, Suros. Like, why would I just not use Suros? Well, and, and hell, even then, like, they're reskinning. Like, we're getting reskinned Beloved as a, a ritual drop or pinnacle drop. Or I, mm-hmm. I don't even know what it actually is. Um, coming next season. From the I Wish You Luck leak, which I'm not going to get into too much, um, apparently it's terrible in PvP. Oof. Allegedly. No, really? Yeah. Damn it. Now I'm like air quoting allegedly, but a lot of that other stuff did come true. So who knows? Yeah. 
that's with well i mean it's still going to be good because the scope even though they've nerfed that scope it's still a wide open scope with a short zoom even if the perks suck right um you know it's still going to be a good stat sniper that that makes sense it i just i'm just <laughs> i'm just looking at all this and i'm like i'm i'm trying to make sense of it all I'm sorry. I'm the, like the bearer and, of bad news, and none of it makes sense. Because like I'm, I'm the kind of guy who tries to to make sense of everything that's going on around. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm, I'm picking things apart, and I'm like, okay, so this is happening. So then, why is this happening? And it just. No, it's literally, there's no, like, rhyme or reason to it past Bungie can only, it's, it's, I mean, you could kind of blame power creep, but not so much because, I mean, look at the new subclasses. Um, you want to talk about power creep? Look at those compared to right. the current ones. Come on. Um, you're fucking joking, right? Um, but if you look at the weapons, it's, again, it goes back to the, why would I go hunt down a new shotgun when I already have Fell Winter's Lie? Why would I go hunt down a new hand cannon when I already have, like, the best Kindle Door Kid or whatever? Um, why would I do X, Y, and Z? Well, if they sunset it, you have to do it so you can now play in the endgame content with new weapons and be competitive. That's why you're doing it. Now, do you want to keep playing in the endgame content? Is the loot hamster wheel worth the excitement of playing in that endgame content? That's the only question you can answer. So... Yeah, but I think what we're going to see, though, is we're going to keep getting weapon sunset and then we're going to keep having those weapons come back like gnawing hunger, stuff like that. And it's going to stagnate the game. People are going to get tired of it really quickly, quicker than I think a lot of people are expecting. People are already tired of it. Honestly, yeah. like a lot of people that I play with are like like I, I was talking to you a couple of friends and I know I talked to you about it that I deleted an identical gnawing hunger that I had just gotten out of mm -hmm. my vault that I had like grinded in reckoning for yep. like over yeah. a year ago. And then I had and just gotten like, and I, it was a seriously an identical role and I had to delete it because I just gotten a new one that I could, Oh, now I can artificially use it for another year as opposed to the one I'd been using. So like, thanks Bungie. And that kind of goes actually talking about the sunsetting of the year. Um, what the actual fuck is Bungie thinking? Not to like get on a tangent, but did you see the thing with the Trials weapons? That they'll be set to the Season of the Worthy, the new Adept ones? They'll be set to Season of the Worthy sunsetting. I'm sorry, Bungie. Is it my fault it took you half a year to get this shit done? No. Why am I being penalized for taking you half a year? Why would I get these things when they're going to literally be gone in the spring? Yeah. Yeah. You get to use them for two seasons, and then you got to move on to the next. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, why would I bother? This And this goes back to the incentive part of Destiny. Destiny is ultimately a looter shooter, right? Whether we like the lore, which I'm sure we'll get into some of the cool, juicy lore. You know, you like the lore, you like the story. I like the aesthetic. I like the music. But I like shoulder charge, you know? I run around shoulder charging all the things. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it is a looter shooter. And so all the endgame content, all the content that you play just in general, needs to have incentive to do it. So if I'm not incentivized to play Trials, why am I going to go do it? Why am I going to put myself through that? Like, that's the most unfun game mode in Destiny. 
I'm sorry. Like, there's some people that like elimination. Fine, fair enough. You do you. I hate it. You know, same thing with comp. Like, yeah, I got my, I got my not forgotten. <laughs> I was like, deuce, never playing this again. Um, yeah, and, and it's like, but but Joker, that's the ranked competitive playlist. Yeah, you know what? If it was control, or if it was um. What is the one with the crest or something like that? Or just even normal fucking um, 3v3, but it was just like to like say 50 kills or something like that. I'd be in there all day, every day. But it's like so it's like elimination or, you know, you get killed X amount of times and now you get to sit at the screen and, and watch it. Like, I don't care. I, that's boring. Yeah. It's at that point that you literally just get up, go to the bathroom, fix yourself a coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and that's cool if people like that, you know, when you play it, because um, I mean, that's how Gears of War's played. That's how I believe Counter Strike's played. Um, you know, but this is also why I don't like battle royales, right? I don't want to go into a game like run around for like five minutes collecting shit and then get sniped from some dude like sitting on a rooftop eight miles away and then have to go back into matchmaking. Like, no, I want to play Halo. I want I want to go in and like run around and like shoot dudes in the head, ladies in the head, and um fucking get 20 deaths or 50 kills or whatever and uh you know just die spawn repeat <laughs> you know i just want to turn my brain off and like enjoy not like wait to enjoy something yeah no i'm, I'm right there with you i i tried battle royales before and I, it just it, it it's exactly like what you were saying i it's not enjoyable to just sit there and dopamine i need it now not in five minutes <laughs> right hmm. but like same, I, but like i i understand that there are certain people who play it and oh are yeah i would never it. be like and that's i'd never be them. like take these modes out you know i would never i would never want somebody to lose game modes that they enjoy but oh, yeah. like don't come in my comment section going, but Joker, how dare you say this? You know, and you only have like, you know, you don't even like play trials or whatever. That's like, yeah, you could be objective about a game mode and not play it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's called, it's called logic, reasoning, extrapolation. It, it's like, I've, I've had the argument about the game mode itself and I've, I've only gone in there a couple weekends, period. Mm -hmm. And like, it, the loop, the 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 player pool is so small at this point. Oh yeah, like I get farmed at our first game of the the new I, ticket. I don't know if it's ever gonna recover, honestly. I think this is even with the adept weapons, too little, too, too late. late. This needed to ship perfect. And it needs, like, with um, Beyond Light, instead of getting the same weapons and gear that we already have and that are going to be sunset in a couple of months, what needed to happen was this is how it should have shipped, and then when Beyond Light came out, it got a new swath of weapons and armor. That's not what's going to happen. And maybe even some pentacle gear. Like, Trials pentacle gear, I'd grind that out. Yeah. Like, a lot of people would be mad about it because they couldn't, like, complete a collection or something, but, like, I'd play it for that. And see, I, I keep, my mind keeps going back to, like, trials during the Taken King era. Yep. Because that's when, I mean, a lot of people were, were 
jumping from the game, but because of the, the content drought. But like that's when trials I actually... in the Taken King era saved Destiny. It did. Like, don't let, like when people when you see these people, they're like, uh, get rid of PvP. I'm like, yeah, get rid of the mode that saved the game. Okay. You're not going to get another raid. You're not going to get more strikes magically. You're not going to get more story mode content. You're just going to have Destiny as is without PvP. Right. And, and But, like, I'm, I'm looking specifically at the player base, and I'm like, okay, so what was it that drew us in for that year that isn't drawing us in here? Um, well, and, a, and a lot I, of that was the fact that it was super rewarding. Like you can go in that we're five, six years into this game at that point. We're two, you know, the new, the, the honeymoon phase is over. This is we're we're in the marriage. Um, you know, (laughs) yeah, uh, we're, 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 we're in the marriage. We're, we're, we're paying bills, getting stressed, working long hours. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, okay, you know, you're going through the motions. That sounded really depressing. I'm happily married, by the way. <laughs> um, I've been married for a decade. Uh. Huh. Should we move on? So, yeah. <laughs> so we're just yeah. beating a dead. Yeah. We're, we're beating the dead. Um, dead PvP horse. horse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, PvP horse. I could beat you he's, all day. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, but like, man. But. It's so cathartic, correct. isn't it? Almost. It is. Do you I know, see dude. why I like it? Mm, so good. God. Gotta get that ranting out, man. Oh, I could talk it's about like that. It's like a cleanse, right? It is. It, it really like, is. It feels so good. You're just like, ah. Have you ever just like, you like, you like, you ever just feel like you want to cry sometimes? And it's like nothing's wrong or anything, but it's like, you just like put on a sad song, you get that like, like slight cry out, and then you just feel better. You really do, yeah. 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 Yelling when, about trials always makes me feel better. Whenever I want to feel like that, I just put John Wick on. <laughs> you just want to like, cry about the dog and then watch a bunch of people die? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's Fuck pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason it takes me, you know, an hour and a half to watch an hour long movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got to get that cry wank off, man. I was gonna say pause it so he could jack off. Sorry. Oh god. Uh, well, I mean, like, hey, hold on. That that's also a cleanser. Like, you, you go in, you, you take your you take your ten minutes, and you just yeah yeah, you know, you're good, bro. Like, it's just like your head's clear, man. It's like like hitting the reset button on your computer. Oh, god. It, it is. What? It is. <laughs> And like the the biggest joke is, I I saw a meme a while ago. Uh, it must have been a year or two ago, and it was a conversation between two guys. And one guy was like, "I I really do love her." The second guy's like, "All right, go jerk one off and then come back." Yeah, you and gotta tell get me. that post nut clarity. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I make I don't make any any big decision about anything without being clear. Exactly. Take that as you want. Um. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is so inappropriate. Oh, this entire God. podcast is inappropriate, <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, we're listed as explicit. We are okay. Very explicit. Okay. I, just, it's fine. I, I, I wanted you are to okay. make sure I you was okay, like, sweetie. Yeah, no, crossing any borders here. No. 
Alamist, lore network ad, please. <laughs> yeah. Here's a lore network ad. Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Yeah, get right in there. Yeah. God. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, God. The Lore Network. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Brief intro to the topic. This lore book is obtained by doing the Exodus preparation and Exodus evacuation quests. <laughs> it details the final moments for the characters on planets that are being vaulted in Beyond Light. Uh, Asher for Io, Sloan for Titan, Anna for Mars, and Vance for Mercury. We've covered this book uh, differently than we have normal books. Um, we're telling each character's story all the way through rather than going in the order that it was presented to us. And that's just so that we can actually make sense of each individual character's story. Uh, and for the first half of the book, go back an episode. Listen to 89. Why are yeah, you starting here? Fucks. Why are you listening to this one? Except that Joker's yeah. really cool and you should listen to this one. Yes! <laughs> I got a question, though. Like, not to, not to digress. Huh. Um, so... If if ever if um crosses Aster crosses, if his like leak about like what was gonna happen with the Destiny planets, where yeah. it's like the contents vaulted and then they're gonna like remake them and then reintroduce them. One, you want to talk about stagnation again, but two, um, if some of these characters are no longer gonna be around, um, are they dead? Yeah, like what's going on with their? Uh... Well, we could talk about that. Yeah, get to it. I haven't actually finished these lore books, so this well, is gonna be interesting. We're gonna read them right now. So cool. Yeah, they're real short. Yep. All right. This is Frayed. She had tried everything. The Great Bray, a lineage that promised to save them. For all her genius and moxie, this was beyond her. Rasputin lay dying in a dozen empty screens splayed out around Anna's command station. She could visualize the bleeding code running through her fingers. Zavala's voice was in her ear as ambient haze, relegated to the background of her mind like distant gunfire. The image of the pyramid's distortion wave was still raw. This wasn't an attack. It was a command. A lazy dismissal of all of their best laid plans. There were no explosions, no blaring sirens or sparks of dramatic electricity, nothing to combat or fix, just a guardian walled in silent black glass and disbelief. She had been so sure. Anna's eyes tracked Jinju as the ghost sped from console to console, attaching strings of light to each. They slowed her as she went, buried under some load. Anna... Jinju's voice strained under crushing distortion. 
I think I've got him, most of him, but not for long. The words cut through the distant gunfire. What? Anna asked. Her voice came softly at first, unsure what form to take as the information processed. What? Jinshu groaned and whispered in an exasperated pillory engram. It's not ready. Anna, now. He'll go insane. I can't. The light tethers attached to Jinju began to pop one by one. It's this or nothing. The prospect sent Anna tearing across the room. She belted a command into the air, and a floor safe opened in response. Anna snatched the dodecahedron enclosure from the safe and braced it in front of Jinju. Jinju, do it. The ghost shell reformed to forge a directing structure before her core erupted with light and data. A stream of pure information beamed into the engram, filling it with spiraling wisps of light. Did you? As much as I could. Outside the windows, bolts of atmospheric friction dragged flames through the sky as warsats plummeted from low-orbit defensive positions. Their impacts were distant. Nice. Nice. Deal. So how about that deep stone crypt? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, does anybody, like, like, does anybody see this going other, like, any other way? No. They they downloaded Rasputin, um, you know, into an engram. Was it? Did they say whether it was an exotic or was it just a, just a basic blue? It all be hilarious. All it says is pillory. Pillory. It's a pillory engram. It's probably probably like a purple engram. It's like you know, just one of those spe- super special awesome purple ones. I'm I'm wondering if it's like the new version of the bright engram. I'm wondering if it's, yeah, if it's, I'm wondering if it's the new engram for Tess Eververse, <laughs> or for Tess Everest next season. Exactly. Pillory engram. Pillory, a wooden framework with holes for the head and hands in which an offerer was imprisoned and exposed to public ab- abuse. So we're going to abuse him. In so that's the, nice, that's the, um, nice the like shackle thing. Yeah. Like, the wooden shackle thing that you had the heads and arms and they put you in the town from, square and like people would throw fruit at you. Yeah. From Are like we, throwing fruit at Pilgrim Rasputin? days. Yeah. Medieval, ye old medieval times. Mm-hmm. Um, second definition to attack or ridicule, ridicule publicly. So. I don't think they use that word properly is all I'm saying. But. It, which is why I'm thinking it's going to be like a bright engram. Oh, I think it's just something that they used <laughs> as like a. Oh, yeah. I mean, exi- pillory engram. So, you know, in a prison, I think is, is they're trying to like fancy word like a prison for Rasputin because it is instead of this huge, massive war mine network, it's condensed down into this little small engram of knowledge and it he may not even be all there he may go insane um i'm assuming so I think that's they what it missed means. part of it honestly <laughs> like like i'm betting that they missed his moral coding <laughs> oh no just imagine that Essentially, a huge like AI who's in charge of oh god, Midnight Exigent 2.0, Electro Boogaloo. Right, <laughs> right. Shit, 
I, st- I am st- firmly in the Rasputin shot the Traveler camps, even still. <laughs> but, like, so, so imagine this huge AI who's in charge of, like, all these weapons being downloaded into a USB. Yeah, basically. I was thinking more of a zip disk if we want to, like, really oh, fuck. make something right. Yeah, just yeah. show how old we are. Uh, i don't know why i thought of that but like i really like the sound it makes when i like clicks open so (laughs) and then i mean we're gonna go again like i said to the deep stone crypt it's on europa now here's one of the like weird things so we did the um the one mission and it's like ancient power awaits on europa but like we have like five different reasons to go to europa we didn't need a dlc trailer for a mission right we have uh, Varix. He's like calling out for help. We have the Exo Stranger. She could come get us. And then we know that the Deep Stone Crypt's there now because, like, apparently Europa is in so much. The documents about it are like black ink on black ink on black ink. Um, and we're like, oh, hey, the Deep Stone Crypt's there. And then we're like, oh, well, we should go there and maybe get Rasputin a body. So we had a ton of reasons to go there already. I don't think we needed DLC, the advertisement, especially when it, again, you know, this being critical whatever um didn't really give us anything new when it comes to like the lore like look at the book book of the unveiling look at um the whatever the book is right now where the darkness is talking to us and you got the the transmissions between the darkness eris and us and it's like yeah no this is like this stuff we already knew it just feels like that was like one of those things it's like okay sit down we're gonna tell you exactly what we're doing for the people who can't read Sorry, tangent. I, I actually kind of like that they do that in game, though, because these people are just, they're not going to read. Oh, no, yeah, that's fair. And then fair. they're like, I don't know what's happening. Why are we doing this? And you're like, okay, we're going to do this in as, as small words and as few words as yeah, possible. Yeah, that's true. Here is the story so far. I kind of like that. No, I, I could see that. Well, and, and considering, like, the the story trailer came out and it, it there uh, they released the character snippets for all yeah. of them and like i love aramis aramis so well so like I'm, I'm specifically looking at Varix and how it talks about how he you know caused the 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 riot in the prison of elders when he right. released aldrin and i remember like one or two comments on twitter wait Varix was the the one who did that oh and my I'm like, god Dude. i lost my shit that's why I put there the sexy lady that said to read the fucking lore, huh. which was one of the more popular tweets. I'm like, I stole that from some. I stole it from Bife, I think. I like the one where it's uh, the the hot Asian chick, but instead of the hot Asian chick's face, it's Bife's, it's Bife's face. face. Yeah, fucking it's like, not read the put lore. That there. And I'm like, I hate that so much. Why did you do that? It's so it just cursed. Got worse and worse. It's so cursed. God, it's amazing. <laughs> That was a non who did that. <laughs> oh, that God. doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, and he just posted it right under it, just as a reminder. I'm like, why would you do this? <laughs> so cursed. But it's like, cursed. But like, read the fucking lore. But um, like, that's that's what I'm referring is to is the fact that I mean that lore has been out for two years and people still aren't reading it. Yeah, no, that's true. So you can't exactly hope for a lot. Yeah. from a lot of people. Yeah, and I I like the because the excuse used to be well it's not in the game 
Well, now it is. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that argument, too. Well, it's not in the game. It doesn't count. It's not canon. Okay, but, but now it is. Well, um, I, I just, I don't have time. <laughs> but I'm not going to open my game. Reading? I'm not going to open the game to sit there and read. That's well, why I think, uh, did you play Dragon Age Inquisition? Yes. When they Only do the loading times. screens, when they do the loading screens, it has lore yes, on the loading screens. It does. I think if you did that, people would just, like, be more inclined to read it. But on the PC because, like, version, what are they it do? doesn't load fast enough for you to be able to read it. It loads too fast in order to read it. <laughs> 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 on the Xbox version, it doesn't. You could totally read the whole lore card. Oh, nice. <laughs> I can go ahead and read the I... next one if we are ready or... Yeah. Okay. Get a swig of water. Actually, before we move on... Ah, yes. There was uh, a portion in here that I really wanted to dive into. Uh, the image okay. of the pyramid's distortion wave was still raw. This wasn't an attack. It was a command, a lazy dismissal of all their best laid plans. I'm wondering if that's actually, like, referring to what took down Rasputin. No, I think that is. Um, so we have to remember that we're talking about ontological beings, right? When we talk about, like, the Traveler... Um, the pyramid ships, stuff like that. Um, they work outside of our understanding of physics. I mean, they're we're paracausal, they're paracausal. Um, in fact, I have a theory that, you know, because they existed in like, um, you know, outside of existence in the Black Garden and stuff like that, like if you read the Book of the Unveiling, um, that... There is a version of the Traveler... I mean, we look at the, the cards for um, Osiris and even the Exo Stranger, and she talks about how like the Traveler's either shattered or not there or this, that, and the other. Um, and same thing with the Osiris ones. And these are different timelines, right? Um, what I'm thinking in, is the physical avatar of the Traveler and the Darkness ships are what we see but their actual existence is outside our realm of existence. And so when they, you know, do stuff like come in and they, the darkness just said, Rasputin, sit the fuck down. And Rasputin's like, yep, okay. And that's what happened. Because it was, a, it was an absolute command. Yeah. It, whether he wanted it or not. Stepped into a war with the Cabal on Mars. <laughs> I love you so much for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it just, I, I hadn't thought of the fact that our human mind might not actually comprehend what the traveler and the pyramid ships are. And that's like our visualization of it. Yeah. It's like Cthulhu, right? Like he exists in this, you know, in the Cthulhu mythos, he exists as this thing that exists out time outside of you know time and space and reality as a multifaceted multi-dimensional being and what we see is that like you know octopus face giant monster thing yeah in my opinion that's probably because a lot of lovecraft is in destiny you know look at the hive stuff like that so that's probably where they're going with the traveler and the pyramid ships it's, it's very lovecraftian yeah Holy fuck. <laughs> and on that note, I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. 
Okay. Anna, physics. Zaval set down two glasses. He watched Anna's face as he poured velvet-looking liquor and filled them. Her eyes were focused on the grains of his desk. How, to the unobservant, they would fade away into the greater canvas of wood, indistinguishable from each other. The traveler hung behind him, buried in a darkening cloud, a part of, and a part from, the sky. I can't believe we lost, she said. We're not lost. Zavala pushed a glass towards Anna. I froze. We still don't even know what, if, we saved anything, she said. It's not so easy to act in the face of defeat. The prospect of a future is something we have to keep in mind. Anna glared at Zavala. Nothing we do is supposed to be easy. Isn't that the point? This was a stress test. And I buckled. Faith Anna, you reminded me that we wrap ourselves in the doubt of the past failures. Without you, the city would be ash and rubble more than once. Anna scooped the glass into her hand. She smelled the liquor, winced, and placed it back on the table. You believed in me. Rasputin was my job. Yes, and he still is. A job for the future. Zavala said and sipped his drink. Now we have a new job. Eris needs our support. Tell me everything isn't over. When Cade passed, I saw the fracturing of the vanguard as a path towards inevitable failure. Still, it has proven impossible to fill his seat. I believed I would be too weak to lead, without the balance added by his unique perspective. As it turns out, his life was but one in an eternity of choices. Zavala, I don't want... Relax. I'm not offering you the job. Unless you killed Cade and we've had the wrong man this whole time. If I did, would you forgive me? I'd understand, he said and smiled. Ikora told me back then that an object in motion stays in motion. I've always admired that phrase, but I must admit, it can be difficult to adhere to. Anna shook her head. That's just physics. A fundamental aspect of life. He watched Anna's mood lighten as she considered his words. We find the footholds we can and make the best step given the ground we have before us. Anna nodded. Whatever happened to Cage Chicken? Zavala sighed. I believe Saint has anointed it some sort of pigeon lord. Anna's locked jaw melted into a smile. Life does not wait for us. No matter how long we live it, drink your drink. Zavala chuckled, his glass to his face, before the lord of pigeons summons us to attack the pyramids. Pigeon lord. The lord of pigeons! And that just makes me think of all the people running around with the chicken masks. Um, right and like hanging out with with uh saint 14 and his pigeons <laughs> yes good pigeons uh but yeah no um actually i did a video not too terribly long ago where i read the uh the part where it was like you know talking about when Cade passed and like zaval and stuff like that and I really, in my mind, there's this kind of story for Aldrin, and I've talked about this before. I made a whole video about how Aldrin is the best written character in all of Destiny, because he is the, if you've watched Game of Thrones, he is the kind of titular um, Jamie Lannister character, okay? He is, you know, the arrogant, brash prince um, who has a weird relationship with his sister, and then one day he uh, is laid low, has the has an aspect of himself taken from himself. Um, with Jamie, it was his hand. With Aldrin, it was quite literally his life. And then they've have to kind of 
deal with the mistakes of their past and in this new perspective that they have, you know, uh, rebuilding themselves as a human being. And whether that goes into, you know, what Aldrin's journey will inevitably be, whether he winds up uh, regressing and going back because... I mean, I can see that path. Uh, if you look at the community, you know, they're all like, oh, I just want to shoot Aldrin once. Like, let me let me kill, fuck Aldrin. Even though it's not the same person. It's going to be a completely different human being. Um, you know, that kind of abuse for, like, nothing is, you know, what would drive a person to become evil. Yeah. I mean, not to get dark, but unfortunately, we see it with school shootings all the time. Yeah, we really actually do. It's People get bullied, and they get bullied, and they get bullied, and they get bullied, and maybe they're outcasts, maybe they're driven off from society, and then what happens? They explode. Yeah. You know? There, and there comes a t- uh, breaking point that... Yeah. Some people have the wherewithal to weather it. You know? Some people don't. And... You know, that's more of a problem of just society. And again, we kind of see that in the microcosm of how people treat this fictional character. But that is the sort of attitude that would drive a character to become evil. And Aldrin kind of talks about this in the anesthesia card. Yeah, the amnestia, yeah. Amnestia, yeah. Um, where he's like, you know, I, I hate this. I hate that people, like, I'm scared. I'm terrible. Like, people come and they yell at me. They're angry for no reason. I don't know what, why. I just know that it's painful for them and it's painful for me and I don't understand what's going on and I want to be dark. I want to be jaded. I want to, maybe I do want to snap, but then, you know, I've got pulled pork and you know what? The world's full of enough let down. I'm not going to let him down. And that's very sweet in my opinion. It's a very, like he has something to live for. Um, But I think Aldrin's journey ultimately does bring him into the vanguard and he is the one that has to sort of fix what he broke whether that's fair whether that should be his responsibility it doesn't matter that's just the reality of the world he lives in see now my only argument against that is aldrin hasn't it like we haven't really seen whether he's actually gotten a grip of his light abilities or not. And Oh, I think he's the the new hunter dude. And and part of the the Vanguard's responsibility is to mentor new guardians. How, right. How can a new guardian mentor a new guardian? Well, I mean that's where the Vanguard dare is kind of stupid, right when you think about it. Yeah. I think Akora uh, makes a joke about this. Like, if we if we took the Vanguard Dare literally and uh, went up the chain of causality, yeah. uh, we would we would have a hive god on the Vanguard. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, In stolen intelligence, that was yeah the, yeah. But that the chain of culpability. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. I mean, yes, the Vanguard like Cage shouldn't have been on the Vanguard technically speaking like he was he did his job kind of but um i think he was more there to be that that counterbalance to zavala ultimately well and and 
I mean, ultimately, he Cade took up the job because Andal Andal died, was... and he felt Andal dying was his fault. Well, that was also the Vanguard so... Dare that he lost. Well, but like Cade did kill Tanix, so I mean, he did win. It was just I mean, we killed Tanix, but <laughs> right. <laughs> So technically speaking, shouldn't we be the Vanguard? No. Like the fucker just doesn't stay dead. That's true. Yeah, he he won't die. There's, you know. I mean, he even that's came a, back that's as a actually freaking nightmare. Super interesting about Fallen because we see this in the trailer, right? Iramis freezes Varix, right? That, my boy's getting his legs docked, man. It's like how much of a Fallen because they were talking about this with uh, the Tanix Lord. It's like. How much of Tanix is, like, still fallen? How much of Tanix is, like, robot? And then we get into a weird space with this because the Dark Aether, right? That's, is that, like, fallen souls? And I know that sounds like a really weird way to put it, but um, when you, again, going back to the Tanix thing, it's like, yeah, Tanix was, like, basically a cyborg. Like, mostly a cyborg. Yeah. And it's like, well, how much of that is, like... I mean, we killed him. Like, we straight up shot him in the head and killed him, and then he came back with Siva. Uh, yeah. Like... So what is the essence... I guess that's what I'm saying. What is the essence of a Fallen? Is it the ether? Is there some, like, weird sentience in the ether? Because you can taint it. You can make it dark. And, and, I don't know. It's an interesting thought experiment. Scorn. So, like, it, it's... Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, it, that's, it sounds like a weird extrapolation, but it's not that far off from what we are. I mean, our consciousness is in the light, not our, our bodies. The light is a collective consciousness, and that's why when the Traveler speaks to us, it speaks to us through memories. That makes sense. And it speaks to us through dreams and memories and yep. everything else. Uh, and that also explains how ghosts don't need your actual body in order to reconstruct it. Yep. Because your your brain is part of your your mind, whatever it, you know. Your essence. Are, are, I mean, we don't even know what sentience is, so... Like, right now, we don't know what consciousness is right now, but, um, like, in our own sciences, we're like, we can't point to the place in the brain that goes, yes, this is the soul. This is this is what makes you you. It's, it's more like everything in there, and it's like, you know, okay, so how does that translate with guardians who get can be destroyed on the subatomic level, and then the ghosts go, okay, here you go, and then it's just like nothing happened. Yeah. It's probably because, like I said, our consciousness is the light. And that's why when you run out of light or you're away from the light or your ghost, you know, whatever, uh, you get one. <laughs> you die You die once and you're, you're done. Because your, your consciousness can't be brought back to your body. Because that, that link has been severed. Yeah. And, and like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. I got some weird exo shit, but that goes into spoilers, so I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's you think that's gonna blow your mind? Ooh, wait till wait till wait till Beyond Light comes out and you read the collector's edition lore. 
<laughs> right, I've been digging into that. Me and Matt were talking about it, and I, I think I blew Matt's mind. Probably. <laughs> Just from the, the extrapolations I made, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. We're going to have to talk after this. Oh, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting back to the card. Yep. Um, there was something I... I got too distracted by Pigeon Lord. Like, this has happened to me twice at this point now. I know. We've already done these, like, on Focus Fire. Now you're just, like, distracted again. I am. God. Because Pigeon well, Lord I mean, is the, best lord. The, the big thing here is, you know, Anna failed, Rasputin died. Um, air quote died. Um, and then, you know, we're talking about the failures of the Vanguard, the failures of humanity. Yeah, and Zavala is kind of in an interesting space, um, and actually, what we see here is counter to what we see in the Traveler's Chosen card. By the way, because in the Traveler's Chosen card, it's like, yeah, um, you know, and again, you gotta look at the source. The Traveler's Chosen card is Savathun talking to us. Like, let's yeah. make no bones about it. Like, and we yeah. already know from Truth to Power that that's a poisoned well. Um, but you talk about here, and like Zavala's like, yeah, man, you know, you know what? When Cade passed, I thought I thought we were fucked. I thought shit was, you know, I didn't have the 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 wherewithal to lead and you know be what I needed to do. But you know what? We've we've rallied. We've you know brought the city back. We have the guardian, and um, you know which is us, and we're gonna make it. We. we, we and if we don't, well, we're going to go out fighting, right? We're going to do everything we can. We can only put one foot in front of the other. Now, does that mean that Zavala wouldn't take the opportunity to make a deal with the darkness? Oh, yeah, I, I could see Zavala being the next Aramis. Um, I could see him welcoming the darkness powers, if it meant protecting the city, into the city. Like, do not pass go, do not collect $200. He would do it. Um, because I do think he is jaded when it comes to the Traveler. I think he doesn't care about the Traveler. I think he cares about protecting the city and the people of the city. Yeah. Um, and we'll do whatever's necessary. It, Orchid and I had talked about that uh, previously. And, like, and based off of the, the Traveler's Chosen lore tab, I can see there being a, a fall from grace for Zavala. And I, I personally, I would hate to see it, but I would love to see the redemption arc. I don't, because here's here's where we go in with the Traveler's Chosen. Again, like I said, Savathun, right. Poison Well. Um, if Zavala takes darkness powers, right, that is actually in um, direct opposition to Savathun. Because you got to remember, Savathun hates the darkness. She hates the deal that the worms did. She thinks she got robbed. And she's been trying to get out of it or undo it or circumvent it since time immemorial. It's, you know, it goes back to the Book of Sorrow cards. We were lied to! Or, brother, we were deceived! Um, you know, this is an immortality. This is just a slow death. Um, and that then we see in the season of the arrivals, Savathun was blocking the communications between us and the darkness. If she's aligned with the darkness, why is she doing that? See, I honestly took her interference there as the eldest child getting jealous of the new baby. Like the darkness is, is focusing in on us. 
Right, but I mean, you got to go. You got to remember back to the thing where she does have a problem with the bargain that they made. I and she has she is and at least in the um, Book of Sorrows, and I mean, depending on if you want to believe how much of truth to power, um, she's antagonistic with the darkness. She's pissed off. Uh, there's one lore card where she's like explaining, um, you know, this uh, thought experiment to a thrall. Or like this this plan where she's like putting the uh, these hive knights into a black hole so that they can like suffer and feed her worm, and the darkness goes, oh yeah, you think you're gonna get away with that? And like doubles the or her worm goes, you think you're gonna get away with that? And like doubles what it takes to feed it, right? Um, and then you have you know that's why she wants to get to the uh, dreaming city and the distributary so she can turn those into perpetual murder batteries, right? So there is some level of antagonism between her and the darkness. Now, whether you want to say the darkness or the worm, I think they're kind of interchangeable when it comes to the hive, at least. Um, and I, I do see your point, but then I, I come back to like, why would she interfere with the transition or transmissions then? Because guardians were being offered power. Yeah. She wants to take the Traveler. That's her move. And it doesn't seem the dark... Like, the darkness talks about this in the transmissions. It's like, you know what? The first time we came here, we fucked up. We attacked, and that was not the right play. What we need to do is the Traveler is here. They've... Whether they did it willingly or they were forced to do it, they've made their stand. They've created their answer. They've created their um, city, Ringed and Spears. Uh, now, can the people of that city, when granted unlimited power, will they, A, still be noble guardians and defenders, or will they become selfish, greedy? Will they go, well, you know, everybody else is so good, but I can be a little bad. And the Book of the Unveiling talks about this. And that's that's ultimately what the darkness is doing. That's why taking the darkness ability is, you know, kind of the darkness winning that part of the philosophical argument if you choose to, I guess, turn into a more Aramis-like character, where Aramis is obviously using this power for her own ends because, you know, she just, it, she is. It is what it is. I can see that. I, I, I can agree <laughs> with that. I'm such a lore nerd. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> Um, since that's the case and Orchid, Orchid's like I told you this wasn't focused fire chat where we go off into the fucking boonies on this shit but here you are here you are fucking going into the boonies I'm over here just coughing my brains out staying on mute it's cool <laughs> trying to just you know hang out <laughs> listen to my boys since that's the case, uh, let's just move on. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I'll be ready. Orchid's like, I want to talk about Brother Vance. It's gonna be so cool. Oh, she's she's excited about that. I put it in the calendar as Osiris's simp, and not Brother uh! Vance. And I'm like, why? Because me and you had this conversation about him being Osiris's simp. I know. Simp. <laughs> I know we did. 
It's such. It's so true. I know. If he could, if he could get, if he could get, get that uh, Osiris, you know, Saint fourteen, uh, fans only, twenty five dollars a month, premium gold tier, platinum tier, whatever. Oh, dude, you know he'd be there. Oh, I'm already there. I I was the first one in line. He's got to get behind me, okay? <laughs> so, I'll miss yeah. for myself and read the lore. <laughs> it's just I like that. <sighs> <laughs> like i hear this shit every week <laughs> it's it's like uh what was it zavala when um kate's like you know going off and then in the one strike in destiny one he's like or no 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 this is in uh, this is in destiny two it's like yes <laughs> indeed <laughs> no no it's it's in destiny one it's like the, would i be would it's the ghost going would i would i be more effective with a bigger chassis and then the zavala's like Yes. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be reading Anna, Black Box. As Anna Bray watched the Guardian Sparrow rocket across Hella's Basin for the last time, she saw a confident... Sorry. She saw a confidant who had believed in her when no one else would. That faith, Zavala had reminded her, was a bond with more power than all the war mine weapons in the system. It was a promise to go on, an agreement that there was still a future. Jinju had called it reverse salvage. She knew a thing or two about building something from the wreckage of their past. The building was nearly empty. She had sent as much tech to the tower as they could handle. An entire freight vessel's worth, packed to bursting. She turned to the large glass window overlooking silent warsat cannons. There were no cabal. The death buried beneath Mars had quieted. Valkyrie subroutines that could be maintained remotely remained active, just in case. Jinju ran Final checks on the jump ship. A dark pyramid loomed overhead. An experimental exo chassis was secured in the car. An, an experimental exo chassis was secured in the ship's cargo hold, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, so that just basically kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where um, Rasputin's going to be an EXO. <laughs> yeah, Rassy Boy's going to be an EXO. <laughs> I mean, like, and then he gets we hit. knew that was going to oh, happen in D1. They just took forever to get to it. Yo, 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 yo. Rasputin gets an EXO body. Then he gets killed. Then he gets rezzed as a guardian. And then he kills himself. Oh. And yeah. then... <laughs> he and... eatus deletus his, his subroutines. And then uh... he's like, well, let's do it again. Oh, he's like, oh, shit, man. I did this. Me and Fellwinter, we had this whole thing. God darn it. Okay. Not much else to talk about there. Sorry, Aside. I got really distracted. Beard sent me possums eating bananas in my DMs. Nice. 
fucking beer and grizzly. Because they're Chuck's relatives. They're super cute, actually. I put them in one of our channels. God damn it. Because they're Chuck's relatives. I know they are. Little trash panda type things going on. Joker, it's a whole thing. I'll have to tell you later. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's a whole thing. She had possums for pets. <sighs> Unwittingly, I raised possums from infants. Yeah. By accident. Uh, but yeah, Mars is quiet. And they're keeping just essentials up and operational just in case. And I got a feeling once, like, once the very last ships leave Mars, she's going to be shutting everything down just so that they can't be used by any of the, uh, the enemies that are there. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, this entry was just very straightforward. Yeah, it was. Uh, actually, kind of a little too on the nose for my Because it's like, at least with the first one, where it's like, he's downloaded into the engram, you're like, okay, what are they going to do with that? Well, next season, we're getting the Deep Stone Crypt, so maybe we know from the, like, the history of Destiny's development that at one time, you know, and then... It's just kind of almost ironic that because we had the season where Felwinter, you know, we found out Felwinter yeah. was basically a partition of Rasputin, aka his son, and the Jesus metaphor was not lost, um, right, to anyone. <laughs> and then you know Rasputin killed him after he become became a guardian, which is going to be this why I went to the whole like yeah, and then Rasputin dies and becomes a guardian. Uh, because that's what happened with Felwinter, and it's just it would be hilarious, you know, uh, in that kind of like meta contextual way where it's like, ha, you killed your son over doing the same thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like he's got an exo. We, they they have a experimental exo exo body because of course they can't just use a normal exo body to put Rasputin in. No, man, it's got to be super special, awesome, experimental. Mm -hmm. Because I mean. How else are you going to get his, like, 198 high IQ brain into something? <laughs> right. He's, like, way over, like, 200 IQ big brain shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Raw, dude. 2,000 IQ big brain shit. Like, and even... He... I mean, we know the Exo Stranger has, like, a special Exo body, essentially. So, how else... I, I just don't know, like, whatever... What other Exo body we're going to find that can actually house Rasputin. I... Oh, I want to scream about lore spoilers and Rasputin and Exos, but I can't. After, Thank you. damn after. Um, we'll have you. We'll have you back like a bunch. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. You yeah, can yeah. scream yeah. it all you want. <laughs> it's good. And I, I, lips shut, but you're gonna, you're gonna, or you're gonna read it, and you're gonna be like, oh, 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 
Oh, this is what Joker was going off I about. Know. <laughs> oh, it's because oh, I don't want spoilers. Uh, oh. I've been avoiding spoilers. I've been no, no, you're fine. I'm you're fine. trying really hard to not spoil myself. This is the most hype I get about things. I know way, you like, are like the man of no hype. <laughs> so I'm very I'm like, surprised oh, at how hype you are like, right now. I like the lore. <laughs> the lore. This is the most hype I've ever seen you. Because it just. It all comes together, man. That, you're the hype. Oh killer. man, it just all comes together. God. We're talking afterwards. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. Any hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Five dollars, um. sucky sucky. Uh, but that's that's the end of Anna's story in the book. Um, I usually ask this for each book once we're done with the whole thing. But, like, do you think this is an inappropriate ending to Anna's arc of her? And do you think well, we'll see her again? How about that? Well, the thing is... This just comes off as, a like, a beginning, though, like... We're yeah. leading into Rasputin's like second arc, basically. Right. And we're we're getting Elsie Bray, um, you know, with the Exo Stranger, and I mean they're <laughs> sisters, so there's there needs to be some kind of interaction there, in my opinion. Um, and I mean, because you got that whole kind of Clovis Bray family thing going on there with Rasputin, with Elsie, with Anna. Um, so that's that's got to come to a head in at some point, some way, right? Because there's, there's got to be a payoff there. So, and then the fact that, you know, two of them are exos, that'd be funny. Um, so that's got to do something at some point, somewhere, somehow, some way, some why. Uh, so I, th- I, I don't see this as necessarily an ending. I think she's one of the only characters that's getting more of a beginning. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, once we complete the Exodus evacuation quest, Zavala gives kind of an update on the characters. Um, and Anna is the only character that is actually stated to go to the tower. So, That's true. And I don't know how much you want to read into it, but it looks like we're getting the old tower back according to like visual art that like has been updated for the PlayStation. It's like the travelers healed and the uh, thing focuses on the old tower, not the new tower, which I'd be fine with because the loading times would be much better. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have this huge vapid waste of space with like DLC characters that are no longer relevant and haven't been relevant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As long as they put Drifter back where where Ava Levante used to be. Or they'll put him um down fucking in the Hunter's Lounge. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, they'll just redo the Hunter's Lounge yeah. to like the Drifters area. That'd be cool. I could see that. And maybe they'll do something with the factions, finally. No, you're asking too much now. God. (laughs) We were all right with... I just want some 
cool new monarchy armor. <laughs> we were all right with you getting the new tower back and, you know, picking out where the drifter goes, but factions, that's a no bueno. I would <laughs> just like the old new monarchy armor. I know. Do you want? The ass cloth. I want my ass cloth back. I want my warlock armor so back. I just want my titan not to have shoulders that look bigger than my head. I would and like to not wear trash cans nine. on my shoulders, yeah. yeah. That'd be really nice. <laughs> like Sleek it looks Titan armor when. Like it looks good on Zavala. My That's Titan because... does not look that good. Yeah. Yeah. But his his aren't even like as big as ours. His his like I mean he's got the one that's the like um fucking noble team commander shoulder pad and then um the carter shoulder pad yeah and then he's got like the the kind of triangle thing we just got like literally like fucking arms for days yeah and i i think it's because titans are carrying everybody like at this point so we need like more space on our backs (laughs) to do that heavy lifting Mm mm-hmm I, That's why you got such, such big shoulder pads. I, oh, yeah. I I have so much love for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go on and read Osiris' simp first. Go for um, it. Entry here called Canary. Yes. In the coal mine. Yes. Brother Vance's smile fell as the Titan entered his sanctum. The smell was unmistakable: ancient gunpowder, burnt oil scorched vex fluid the burnt tang of steel overused through a hundred lifetimes you have the perfect paradox vance said his voice as steady as he could manage he extended his hands may i the titan shrugged then dug into his pack for the shotgun he placed it in vance's waiting hands he ran his fingers over the barrel and tested the weight of the stock ah he said not the original perfect paradox is it The titan stood in confusion. Vance waited for a moment with his head tilted before he continued. You did not claim this weapon from the tomb of St. Fourteen, but instead through some fractaline-powered tesseract, yes? The titan nodded, then stood for a long moment looking at the blind man. That sundial made it, he said finally. Vance's grip tightened on the gun. It was heavy, loaded with seven, no, eight shells, tactical mag. Getting this one had taken some time. And how many timelines did you thoughtlessly tether to our own for this weapon? Our world now bears the strain of how many additional realities in exchange for this hollow abomination? Vance's mind swam at the thought of the infinite web that pulled on the shotgun. How much fractaline did you sacrifice for this? 400 fragments? He paused, aghast. More? It's got a trench barrel. (laughs) said the titan helpfully remove yourself from my sanctum vance said placing the shotgun down like a dead animal you have accelerated the end of all things and i must update my prophecies accordingly i'm sorry i i had to laugh when i saw that it's got trench <laughs> it's, it's got trench barrel the titan's Come not on. wrong the titan have, is like, not wrong when we read this the first time i'm like this titan is me <laughs> right Bruh. 
<laughs> because okay. I was riding my Titan mostly during this season, and uh, like I'm like I have that gun. <laughs> right. Like that is I've... like one. Of, that's like one of the god rolls for that gun. I have that gun. That's exactly it. Like I read this and I'm like, oh, <coughs> oh, oh, that's me. I mean, Fuck. that's just every guardian though. Like, yeah. So every yeah. guardian now multiply that by every guardian who grinded like that gun for that role. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was 1906 when we screwed the timeline up. <laughs> 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 Brother Vance is like some sort of like freaking whisperer when it comes to just everything since he can't see. Brother Vance has had one of the more interesting character like journey retcon type things going on. Right. In Destiny 1, it was like he was like this blind soothsayer mystic. And then in like Curse of Osiris, he's just like, it's Osirian! Right, full fanboy. Right, and it's like it's so fucking grating. Right, and he was a blind fanboy. Yeah, and now it's like they've kind of like dialed that back, where he's like still kind of fanboyish, but like now he's actually like doing cool things. He's like he figured out the um like this weird harmonic resonance with you know uh, on Mercury and with the Vex stuff, and. That's like he's like he's got a purpose. He's studying something, and then it's like he built this whole thing. It t- I like the one lore book that talks about how he like built the entire trials of Osiris to like bring guardians in so they they can die, um, because it does some weird shit with the harmonic residence and of the lighthouse, and so he's like basically bribing us to kill ourselves <laughs> to run these experiments. So like, but that conveys a level of mastermind that wasn't part of the uh, but Osiris's feet pics <laughs> you know brother Vance yeah I, I yeah <laughs> I, I, I I don't know how to respond to God. this <laughs> uh, I mean he was just simply simping right right um yeah ah he really is just like i don't know i i like how i broke him yeah <laughs> i i just i uh yeah 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 moving right along mm-hmm. vance auspex the music rang clear and true brother vance listened his face a paroxysm of glory. It repeats, he whispered to himself, and the young warlock, who was bent over the infinite forge, diligently crafting weapons from another age. She listened politely, but heard nothing. She went back to her task. Why does no one pity the phoenix? The warlock looked up, startled. Vance was across from her, though she had not noticed his approach. His question came out with no preamble, as if the two had been in the midst of a conversation. I'm sorry, the warlock offered. Endless rebirth. True, but each matched by a fiery death, Vance said. No sooner does it clean the ash from its feathers does it fall, again, to flame. The blind man turned and bathed his face in the glowing sunlight that streamed into his sanctum, and no one speaks of its song. The warlock thanked Vance for the use of his forge and stood to leave. You are more than welcome, he said without turning his head, though his vacant smile had grown kind. 
He gestured towards the tomes and scrolls on his desk. Help yourself to a prophecy, friend. He smiled. I believe I have finally finished my studies. So, paroxysm is a sudden outburst of emotion or action. So, like, he's... This warlock is doing their thing at the Infant Forge, and all of a sudden, it, it's like somebody yelling in a library. Yeah. Like, this warlock is sitting there doing their thing, and all of a sudden, why do none pity the phoenix? Yeah. Sure, okay. Well, you talking to me, buddy? I mean, when we think about it, though, um, it talks about the phoenix. It talks about the song of the sun, uh, or the, of the phoenix. Uh, we had, and, and then it's also talking to a warlock, right? Radiance win? Plex? Right. The irony there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isn't there like an exotic that was like, sing the song of the sun everlasting or something like that? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. It was like it was like something really cool. Probably like purifier robes or something like that mm -hmm. because that exotic was so cool. I mean, it looked cool. It it was like you just got blinded whenever you were near it, but like fucking metal phoenix on the chest. I never really loved warlock. So like there might have been <laughs> and then you know that just kind of the whole phoenix analogy goes back into you know the sun singer stuff like that which osiris was a sun singer so until they retcon sun singers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <sighs> because sun singers broke everything mm -hmm. uh, we don't want we don't want people holding on to their supers mm -hmm. Because that was the whole point of it. And then we get Well of Radiance, which is basically people holding on to their supers. But hey, details. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. It's just that Well of Radiance is just sun singers at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why does Top Tree Striker even have a fucking super? I, mm, I hate it. It's like the most useless thing. It's like just like back away and jump. But I, I, I'm digressing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about cool supers. Radiance was cool. You know what Destiny One like? You you would pop the radiance, right? The self revive. You'd do, you'd sing the song of the sun everlasting, and then you'd get Titan slammed, and it was the most beautiful thing in the world. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> like I remember getting four or five kills with a single super because of Titan slam. Oh yeah, Dude, Titan slam back in Destiny One it was cool. Oh yeah. It was so OP. You committed. Oh yeah. And then if if it was like you saw the you saw the warlock, this was in trials again. Uh, going back to it, this was really cool. If you saw the warlock and you're like, yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this warlock from across the map with my fist of havoc, and you yeah smacked him, and then if he hadn't used radiance, you'd you'd be standing up from your titan slam. You, he, they pop the radiance and you just get meleeed to the face. And it was like, you know what? Well played. I walked into that. I'm not. I cannot even be mad about it. Right. Can't tell you how many times it. that happened to me. The cycle. It's it, and, or you know if they popped it too soon and you titan slammed them. The cycle is the greatest gameplay loop in all of Destiny. Changed my mind. 
<laughs> but as far as like lore, right, to that card, um, I mean, it's just Brother Vance like waxing poetically about you know life and death, and I mean, obviously guardians just in general kind of represent the phoenix because we you know we go into battle we die fiery painful burning deaths and then we're brought right back you know to do it again and just as soon as we're brought back sometimes you get titan slammed when you radiance it just happens <laughs> yeah but i think the song that he's talking about is um like again when i was talking about earlier the harmonic resonance with the lighthouse um again talking about how that's why trials is a thing when guardians die it changes the resonance there's like multiple frequencies and vance has been studying this and he's like he, he tried bringing these findings to osiris osiris like dismissed him he brought him to the queen the queen was like okay yeah but like look into this more um and I, I don't think, and maybe that's just because Osiris is an asshole. Um, I mean, there is that. They tried to make him like this kindly father dude in game. But like, if you actually read in the lore, he's kind of a dick. Um, especially to Vance. And so he's, Vance is doing all this like really interesting work with timelines and, you know, stuff like that. And nobody gives a shit. And it's probably actually one of those Chekhov guns things where it's actually the most important thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Um. <laughs> You're talking to... I, I apologize. I keep going off. You're talking to the guy who is, um, like, really into theoretical physics. So time travel, stuff like that. I've, like, I've read Michikaku's books, you know, Parallel Worlds, stuff like that. Uh, that's stuff just really interests me so when i see it in destiny i'm like oh my god does this mean this are, are is bungie as smart as i think they are or am i giving them too much credit you know because then you like one moment it's like multi-universe theory like brother vance talking about hey do you, how many timelines did you break to like get this shotgun right but it has trench barrel and then like other moments it's like a closed time loop with um saint 14 you can't you actually can't reconcile both of them you either get timelines or you get closed time loops you don't get both so sometimes bungie's like oh hey man this is really on the nose and then other times they're like yeah but like what if we forgot our lore and just tried to write a cool story eh, yeah it is what it is it yeah but like i i I'm not going to apologize for them breaking it that one time. <laughs> like, that was one of the best seasons we had. Uh, what season? Uh, season of Dawn. Oh, okay. Where they, right, yeah. where they brought Saint back. Yeah, I like the story missions for that. I felt like this is the same problem I have. I mean, the story missions for that at least were different um instead of the like signal or whatever the fucking they're called interference uh the season yeah interference um where it's like 
okay, go do some, like, busy work, and then, like, you get to go do this, like, really cool mission where you're in the past, present, or future, um, and you're, like, interacting with Saint-14, and it's, like, really, really cool. Like, the dialogue of the first one where he's, like, talking about the fall, and he's like, I've seen them eat children! You know, and it's just, like, damn, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> where you're okay. Where you're sitting there and you're like, "Damn, the fallen have really gotten fucked up." <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then you like give Saint fourteen all this hope and stuff like that. Like that was really cool. It was. Um. As opposed to like the signal or interference, whatever missions, where it's like you go and you play Gambit Perfected, then you go do some arbitrary playlist, and then you go and do the exact same mission over and over. And over 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 and over. To be th- fair, there are three variants. <laughs> I mean, there are now four that we have the ending one too. Oh yeah, yeah. With, you know, I didn't even notice Sabathun's court. <clears throat> I noticed the Sabathun's court one. I did not notice the difference on the other ones, and maybe it's because I didn't play them all the time, and I just kept getting the same one. Um, but like, you know, when I did play, it was on a three week cycle. So like, I was just like, yeah, I hate Gambit perfected, bro. I, (laughs) right. I hate playing that game. I, I complain about it, but, and decent. The, I mean, this was kind of a cool thing that Bungie did. So like credit where credit is due. If you missed a week, you could still get the lore. You just had to keep talking to Eris. Yeah, I did like that. That was really good. There was a catch-up mechanic there. Thank you, Bungie, for doing that. Because, like, once we got to week seven or eight, I was like, I have no will to want to do this. Yeah. So I waited for the la- what would have been the last one, went and did it, and I was like, this isn't any different. And it didn't check off the boxes, so fuck it. You know, I liked seeing the progression of the Tree of Silver Wings, though. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Um. But I just, yeah. That mission was. But this is the Saint fourteen missions, like going back to that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was that was the highlight of that season. Like everything else, like the um the corridors of time. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, like five people from the community are going to do this, and then I'll like get the cheat codes. Um, right. Like basically. the corridors of time was cool, but I was. I mean, I sat there like, okay, I'm waiting for everything to happen first, and then I'll go and do it. Yeah, and then um, the fucking, uh, what is it? The obelisks. Those were those were all right. Yeah, I I was. I feel I felt like that was a that was a pretty good system. If you wanted to do certain weapon bounties, like you had a direct way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the, 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 uh, recaster now that's a really good system as well. It is. Um, so I mean, yeah, you're right. Season of the Dawn did some cool things, but that it was one of those things. Little did we know that was the high note. Right. I honestly liked the sundial the best out of all yeah. of them. Yeah, it like I mean, you know, when I when I'm given a piece of content, I have to review it in that moment, not retroactively. Yeah. Um and I, you know, we get horde mode after horde mode after horde mode. And so it 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 does get a little daunting, but like in hindsight, yeah, no, after after playing Season of the Worthless and Season of the Arrivals, um 
yeah, that was, you know what, at least, hey, the, the fucking horde mode had different arenas, it had different things going on, different mechanics, and there's different loot that you could farm. Now, I didn't care about any of it, but I like the aesthetic. Oh, um, yeah. It all had that perfect paradox sleekness, and it, yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, well. And like, like you said earlier, you know, it, looking back at the season, the highlight for me were those saint missions. Yep. Like, that's what I oh, remember the most. Agreed. Because they were just epic. Like, I was... Yeah, we need more of that. Like, I was the, I was the kind of, of Titan who, like, I saw Saint's bubble in that first one. And I popped my bubble right inside his. And I'm like, yeah, bro. And then I... <laughs> we bubble bros. We touch... We touching bubbles. We touching tips here. And and then I realized I'm gonna I'm gonna dock my bubble with your bubble. Oh god. And and uh, and then I realized that his bubble doesn't go away and it gives you everything you need. And I'm like, why the fuck am I running bubble? <laughs> oh yeah, man. I I still like took 20 minutes for that <laughs> mission just because I didn't want it to end. But like, I, I yeah. Oh, I was going to say, my only problem with that mission is I, I wish that the... And this is the same problem with the Outbreak Perfected mission. They only have one pa- pallet for the Fallen. <laughs> and so it's like, you're fighting, you know, House... And they're like, well, no, it's actually House Rain. No, it's House it's it's house Dusk or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, we're fighting them. Like They're like, no, 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 it's House Rain. They just happen to have the same colors and iconography and... Well, Iramis, you know, in in the Outbreak Perfected mission, she just she just never got around to dyeing their uh, their cloaks back to red. Yeah, because she was part. She's resurrecting the House of Devils, and I was like, oh, come on, Bungie, you, you, really? Like, would it be that hard to put a shader on them? Come on. Yeah. You did it with Mithrax. Yeah. Oh well, it is what it is. Yeah, it's 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 done with now, so. Yeah, it is. Well, eh. Eh. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Um. Yeah, I I think I'm good. Okay. To move on. Okay. Move on. I'll be reading Vance Passeri. <gasps> the best one in the entire everything. Okay, be quiet. After the Guardian left his sanctum for the last time, Brother Vance collected his few belongings and stepped onto the scorching surface of Mercury. He found the entrance to the infinite forest easily, as though he had practiced the journey endlessly in his mind, because he had. This time, he went through. The forest roared. He was struck by the dizzying void of it. The echoes made no sense. He took his first step into the hallowed place and fell to his knees, vomiting. He struggled with his pack as a tempest beat on his eardrums. He withdrew his infinite simulacrum, impossibly small in this immense space, and with trembling fingers synchronized it to the frequency of the crack in the forest. It ticked like a metronome, and then... Silence. The forest was sealed. Tentatively, Vance felt his way across the enormous stone he stood on. At the same time, he skipped effortlessly 
from the stone, as if he had done so countless times before. At the same time, he soared. He was moving in every direction, falling, laughing, singing, down every path into every reality, spreading his message of hope. And the original, the true Vance, felt his infinite parallels erupt from him. He felt them bear him up as they passed. Thank you, he said wordlessly, unable to breathe from joy, and felt a hundred thousand touches of reassurance. He found he was weeping. There, in the swirl of his golden echoes, Brother Vance lifted his voice and began his song. Some hope for... His own voice answered him from behind. The future, it continued. Vance leapt toward it. He recognized the feel of his own cloak, and his hands found its throat. Its form twisted, turning cold and sharp beneath his hands. It threw Vance on his back, but he held on. He pushed his hands up the thing's face under its blindfold and dug in with his thumbs. It howled. How unfortunate, Vance thought to himself behind his wide smile, that you still have eyes. <laughs> so savage. Such savagery. So this is the Vance that we should have had throughout D2 instead of Osiris yeah. simp fucking brother Vance. Right. This is the Vance we all wanted. Right. Did they also just make Paul McCartney's Hope for the Future like canon? Uh, they did, but I hate that song because it's terrible. Yeah. So it, No, it's it's really it's bad. It's fucking garbage. Like, Grade and I were talking about it, and we're just both like, oh, God, this song is awful. Uh, well, and, like, it's been in D2 twice at this point. Yeah, because... And we now were it's been in the lore once. Yeah. Because they've had it... Um, in where are the locations that you can hear it in the game? I always have my music turned off. So, so the first one is in Homecoming Mission, the very first <laughs> mission. Um, when you land in the tower and you actually go into oh, the yeah, hangar, if you, the if you go to the jukebox, the door is sealed off, but you can hear the song playing. And then the second one is the Lost Sector right next to Spider. Oh yeah, on the mm -hmm. again jukebox because they have. Only a f couple songs, and apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the Fallen really, really dig Earth music as well, like or something. I think they just have a thing for Paul McCartney. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's because maybe it's because he too has fallen from grace. Oh God! But dab ching. Oh, I love you for that. Um. <laughs> Jeez. You shall trip. No, I mean, um. <laughs> um. Whenever I I talk about this book to any of my clanmates or anything, it, like I bring this up. You bring you know, the song up? That's cruel. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I bring up this entry. Oh. They're like, why would I even go for that lore book? 
I mean, I'm getting it because of Traveler's Chosen, but I'm not going to sit here and read it. And I'm sitting there going, but that's where Vance is, like, truly metal. Yeah. What? He rips out yeah. his own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? Oh, I read this because, as as you do, when new lore books come out, you read it during lunch at work. Or, you know, during oh, yeah. just during work. And so I'm shrieking at lunch reading this. I'm like, ah! <laughs> people are like the fuck is wrong with you I'm like you don't understand as you do oh yeah it's pretty much just a litany of what 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 <laughs> what uh, it's like an acid trip and then like and that's actually all it is. It's like none of this actually happened. Like just Brother Vance is like tripping on Vex Radiolorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. Vance, are you okay? I be tripping, bro. Where's Osiris? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, wait, wait, wait. Not where's Osiris? When? When's Osiris? <laughs> Why does everybody always ask where's and Osiris and when's Osiris? Why does nobody ask how's Osiris? <laughs> and then you've got a hunter just slaving away over the infinite force going, what the fuck is going on? Maybe, maybe we're all Osiris. Brah. But when are they going to ask, why is Osiris? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um... Final comments. <laughs> I mean, this this a. I think this is the best send off of all of them, and that that's including the send off that we had of Ashermere, which I thought was really appropriate for him. Yeah. Uh, quote unquote, turning into Brachion. Um, I I don't like that theory. Did or did not. I don't like the theory. I'll support it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I like that he went in to go fuck stuff up he was literally he was literally soloing a nightfall as you do as you do yeah yeah um with no ghost mind you yeah so right the this is the very last part of the exodus evacuation quest now that we have it we didn't talk about it on focus fire chat um because oh yeah exclusive exclusive because we hadn't finished it yet i think we had but we hadn't right we had but i don't think anybody had transcribed it yet yeah so this is a transcription of what zavala says at the very end right yep when you pick up the traveler's chosen so this is how it ends anna bray will join us in the tower with what she salvaged of rasputin but the rest let Brother Events chase shadows. We can waste no more time trying to stop him. Asher Mir will stand and fight. He still has the heart of a guardian. And Deputy Commander Sloan. She plans to meet the pyramid above Titan head on. One woman against the darkness. What more could I have done? I tried to unite the Vanguard, and now we lie splintered in the face of the Dark Fleet.
All we have left is faith in the Traveler. Faith in the light. Faith in you. Did you like the book? The uh, Vance book? Yes. Uh, all of it total. But the Vance book first, and then all of it. Oh, uh, yeah. The I mean, I, I wish Vance would have gotten more, honestly. I think there's a lot they could do with that character. Um Again, with the whole trials. But, I mean, he got kind of pushed to the side for um, Saint-14, you know, to be that vendor. Um, you know, ugh. is it a cool send-off? Like, the, the, basically, it's the uh, Doctor Strange, actually, when he's, like, pushed into the magic, and then he's, like, careening through the universes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, so it's, it's kind of that, and then, like, basically finds what we assume is himself... And, uh, you know, fucking thumbs himself in the eye. He fingers himself. And, you know, I mean, that's cool, right? That's pretty metal. But, like, is this, like, an evil version? Of, like, what, what, you know, I don't know. Is this, like, a remnant or, like, some, like maybe it's, like, the Infinite Forest's embodiment of him? And it's, like, but it's, like... You know how when the um, darkness ship comes to talk to us? Yep. Or, like, we go and commune with it, and there's the the darkness version? Yep. Like, is that what that is? That's one theory that I had to add. Um, when we were doing it, this entry on uh, Focus Fire, my thought was that the Vance that ends up getting his eyes gouged out was the uh, the darkness's version of him? Yeah, like a doppelganger. Yeah, because he just has that blindfold on, and so it, it's left up to interpretation whether he's blind or not underneath it. Right, or what actually? Especially because for a blind dude, I mean, he like he got across that desert, bro. All I'm saying. Right. And, and the fact is, I mean, the doppelganger still had eyes, whereas Vance doesn't. Right. So it, it's, it's either a miscalculation of the infinite forest or it's a misunderstanding of his body from the, the yeah. pyramid ships. Well, I mean, the I, who knows what fucking bullshit the pyramid ships are doing with the infinite forest like that's not something readily and i think it should have been like that would have been cool and actually that's called out in one of the um festival of the lost lore tabs ah i'm only gonna read an excerpt from the tomb rider sparrow without thinking osiris pulled off his gloves Freed of the metal gauntlets, his hands looked old. He wrung them together, his fingers worrying at the edges of his ragged nails. If the darkness is able to claim Mars, if they take Mercury, quiet your mouth, committed Saint-14, and Osiris did. So, like, they start talking about it, and then just and then they shut just, it. No. <laughs> yeah. Why is your mouth? Spoilers! 
Right. I mean, so it's it's. We don't know what the pyramid ships are actually going to do, and I think that's part of the problem. Conspiracy theory. I think the Vex are the ultimate enemy. Uh, I don't think destiny ends with us beating the darkness or the light losing. You know, the, the last thing's called like Lightfall or something. Um, I don't think that's how Destiny ends. Um, I think because there's the one Destiny lore card from or like um, lore entry from Destiny One, and it talks about two rival forms of ruin being out of balance. Okay, and it's the like the mysteries or something like that. Mysteries two or four. Um, anyways, and then the whole point is like to bring the two rival forms back into balance, right? And that's the light and the darkness. The interesting, the kind of, like, thing that nobody, like, we all know the Vex is a threat, but, like, when, we, when we're going through and we're fighting the Vex, it's just like, okay, these, like, stupid Radiolorian robots, like, what are they doing? But, ultimately, what's the Vex's goal? It's to write themselves into a fundamental law of existence, like the Traveler, like the Darkness. Um, I think they're the biggest threat, ultimately, because the, the light and the darkness can be brought into unison. It's the Vex who want to upend what existence is. Yeah. And I've I've talked so I've talked that over with a uh, former host of the podcast, Hyven. Uh, I've talked that over with him once or twice about how, like, yeah, sure, we've got the Hive and. the and the fallen are just chasing after the traveler, but we don't actually know the motives behind the Vex and, and, you know, what their fundamental thing is outside of, they just want to write their own existence. Yeah. They want to, you know, secure their own existence as a fundamental law of reality. And, you know, cause they're, they're afraid of the heat death of the universe, but like, why? Right. Um, they're robots. They're, I mean, they're Radiolorian robots that exist outside time and space um, in a multitude of universes. So if the sun, even if the sun goes, I mean, and we see that in the, the future, right? Even if the sun goes, you know, dead, uh, the Vex will still survive. So maybe what they're trying to do is they're trying to Durandal this shit where they want to escape the inevitable closure of the universe. But again, they exist outside time and space. Right. I don't know. I The Vex could easily just be the Deuce X carrier. Yeah. For lack of a, a better term. Where I mean, it's we'll like... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We're Right now, we're just theory crafting and like BSing. I'm trying to yeah. ignore you guys because I don't want to spoil myself. <laughs> no, this isn't spoilers for anything. This is like Destiny 1. This is like Destiny One yeah, but Then you're putting things together. I'm trying to not put things together. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, okay. I'm I'm actually gonna poke at something here. What? Zavala talks about how you know, I tried to unite the Vanguard, and now we lie splintered in the face of the Dark Fleet. But up above, when he was talking to Anna, I, uh, when Cade passed, I saw the fracturing of the Vanguard as a path forward inevitable fate or toward inevitable failure still it has proved impossible to fill his seat i believed i would be too weak to lead without the balance added by his unique perspective 
as it turns out, is life. So, like, he tries to make everything sound like everything's still all right to Anna. But then once we actually finish the quest, he's like, things are not all right. Yeah. Gas, shock, horror, destiny, lures, and... Cons- no, no that makes a lot um, of sense, though, because he's, yeah. Anna isn't in his inner circle. Anna's more like his kid. Like, his snotty fucking kid. Like, you're not going to tell your kid that, like, ev- like doom is on your doorstep. You're going to, like, put your best face forward to your kid and say, yeah, things are going to be okay. You're not right. going to be... You're not going to be completely honest with your kid, because that's not that you don't do that you at least try to paint like a, a rosy outcome over the honesty you're trying right. to portray at least so so what i'm getting at is he's got a face you know he's got a mask for everyone who's not really part of that inner circle and he's telling mm-hmm. them everything's all right and then if we actually do take the traveler's chosen lore tab as some fact like if it's partially correct mm-hmm. right then we know that that mask is truly a mask for everyone because he's still grieving and dealing with shit right oh yeah no um again it goes back to the an object in motion stays in motion right um yeah i mean i kind of I sympathize with it because, like, after my mom passed away, I kind of had to be the guy who, like, took care of everything for the family and, like, make sure everybody else was all right. And it was one of those things, like, I got to grieve, like, way after everybody else did. And it was not good for my own personal mental health. But, like, if I didn't do that, everything would have been even worse. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, sort of thing. So I get the mentality. And that's exactly what I'm getting at is, I mean, I see some validity in the Traveler's Chosen lore tab. And I see that Zavala could be going down that path. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to do anything that endangers the city. I I, I do think he could, you know, turn against the Traveler. Like, why not find other power? Um, But I don't think he's like gonna rot and and start worshiping savathun or no, anything god, like no. or become the next dredgen you know god no or anything like that but like if he's like yeah you know what i can sure up my borders and defenses and if we can harness the darkness power like a tool like a weapon to defend ourselves uh from like obviously what seems to be bigger badder evil like savathun because Lest we forget, the darkness is supposed to come in here and be this whole ontological thing and this big badass. And then it got its communications interrupted by a bitch witch and Oryx's failed abortion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, okay. You know, so maybe, maybe Sabbath. I mean, Sabbathun's sneakier. I, I wouldn't say she's more, like, directly powerful than Oryx. But she's definitely got more um wheels spinning than oryx did but uh, that's the nature that's the difference between the two well and and her whole thing is about plans and plotting like if she ends up actually 
creating a, a plan to use Zavala somehow, we wouldn't know about it until it's too late. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it was uh, Eris who was like, to know the Witch Queen's plans is to beat her. Right. Well, I think the... Um... Honestly, the, I do think the Traveler's Chosen is to kind of the a bit of it is to sow dissent with us. It's like, hmm, can Zavala be trusted? What's going on with Zavala? And in fact, in that, um, this goes back to even the truth to power. In a kind of a meta contextual way, one, Sabathun knows that we're like reading the data mine stuff. That's a really interesting thing, by the way, if right. you've read that lore tab. Um,. But then, Savathun also, like, if we think about this in this kind of meta-contextual way, um, debating the book of the truth to power, what's true, what's false, debating the traveler's chosen, what's true, what's false, can we trust of all, can we not? That's all worship of Savathun. Kind of. Technically speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... I'm interested to see where it goes. I worry for Zavala because he has a lot on his plate. Um, and I, it's, it really, his, every, his arc in this past year has really been the arc of people that are really burned out and are yeah. just doing too much because I think I've, it's one of those like bungee, are you okay? Kind of moments. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I, I see a lot yeah. of us are going through the same thing. Um, so I don't know if we're reading it through the eyes of people that are all like, yeah, like I, I can't fucking do this right now. <laughs> like When you start uh, relating to, to the path of the character who's about to fall, you're like, Oh fuck. You're like, yeah, maybe I need a vacation. Like, fuck. I need to sleep a little bit. Right. Well, I mean like, Fuck, Anakin Skywalker was was great until he butchered a bunch of kids, and then you're like, ah, yep. Yep. man, you had me until the kids. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, we are on to shout-outs. Um, Joker, do you have any shout-outs that you, you would like? Any uh, personal ones? Any ones related to videos you're going to put out soon, or anything like that? Well, again, I got the, uh, and you'll be joining me in I this will video be. Uh, Yay. i got the, the paradise lost I'm one a special guest. um yeah I've, I've actually got so i've got red team carmine from red team review who's a huge game of thrones channel he's um going to be working on that um i've got sir wallen i've got some stuff from matt uh mailing games uh then got orchid and then i've also got um nathan sane he's gonna be doing some stuff on that hey, too hey. so Basically, what I wanted to do is, like, this is going to be huge. Like, I'm, like, on the third draft of the script because I've, there's a lot of really complex stuff in here that I want to explain. And obviously, if you've listened to me ramble over the last two-something hours, <laughs> I, I, I can tend to get off in the woods when I'm, like, really interested in a topic. So it's it comes down to condensing that and presenting it in a really interesting way. Sometimes I struggle with, um, especially when there's just a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of material. Um, which, I mean, we're taking the Book of the Unveiling and then we're taking, you know, the entirety of you know, Paradise Lost and comparing and contrasting the two. That's not a small <laughs> task. 
Um, but I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be interesting. And it's something I want to try to get out before Beyond Light, but it's not really time sensitive because that's always going to be a thing. And uh, I just think it's going to be a really cool production. Um, other than that, I'm working on the Adept Weapons uh, mods and perks, stuff like that. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, that's going to be a video going up probably either today or tomorrow. And uh, yeah, you know, that's basically what I've got going on. And uh, well, I mean, today, tomorrow, whenever this is relative to when this is recorded and goes up. Um, so it'll probably already be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a good time right now. We had, we had like no news and now we have a bunch of news. We have a bunch of stuff to talk to, talk about. Um, you could, and maybe this is a little too off into the woods, but you can really tell when the destiny community is bored because they start going after each other. That's just not like, you know, I'm glad that we have something else to like put our energy in right now with beyond light coming Mm -hmm. out stuff like right. that so that's it's all fun it's it's fun if i if i didn't think any of this was fun i wouldn't do it mm-hmm. exactly life is too short to be miserable yep yep but yep that's my shout outs basically shout outs to you guys for having me oh, on well, thank, thank you, you very i appreciate it coming. of course man yeah i'm really glad you were able to make it yay Orchid. I set an alarm and everything. I know. My turn. <laughs> I'm usually yeah. last, so this is like kind of cool that I'm not. Yay. Um, shout out to um, Eds and Sassy for taking me through my last Grandmaster Nightfall so I could get my Conqueror title. <laughs> Yay. Um, they took pity on me because I haven't been feeling well because I've been, you can tell I sound sick. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to not cough the entire time. They, I uh, was like laying. Down. I was gonna run it with other like friends from my clan, and they're like, "No, no, we'll run it through you later. Like, it'll be fine." Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I don't usually play with them, so thank you, Australians, <laughs> for running me through it. Different Australians than usual, but still. I think the rule holds that you need to bring your own Australians to do a Grandmaster Nightfall. That seems to be working for me. But yeah, so that's it. Um, and Joker, yeah, thank you for coming. Like, it's really great having you here. Thank you for having yeah. me. All right, my turn. Yeah. Ishtar Collective, as always. Hi, Baxter. That's, that's where I make all the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out to my fire team this past week, Chaotic Josh and Drastic DZN. They were the ones I got Harbinger with, and they are the ones who I got Grandmaster, you know, Conqueror with. Um, Our our Grandmaster runs ended up taking about three days worth of work. So that was... It was fun. The one strike we were all worried about, you know, the corrupted, we ended up getting it first try. Really? Oof. Nice. Yeah. But we struggled on everything else. <laughs> um, 
And shout out to to Joker. It was great having you on here. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, I guess, putting up with my rambling nonsense. I'm sure you're going to get comments on that. It's like, man, this guy, shut up. <laughs> That's okay. We could just make it into more than one episode. digressing. Yeah. We'll just release a second part. <laughs> right? Part one, the first hour. Part two, the last hour. Part three, everything else. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. But no, that's that's uh, big brain monetization. That's how you do it. Yeah, except we're not monetized. Uh, uh, so, ooh. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's the end of my shout out. So reminders, you can follow us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore at hey it's orchid and at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at guardians of lore, all one word. Leave us a review. And if you leave us a review, jump on our Discord and uh, let us know. And finally, Joker, where can we find you again? You can find me over on the Dark Side Royalty YouTube channel. And then you can find me on Twitter at DSR underscore Joker. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming again. It was so great having you. Yeah, no problem. It was, it was fun. <laughs> I, I love being able to ramble about lore for hours at a time. Clearly. Really? Do you? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I couldn't could tell. You, could you tell? Yeah, couldn't no tell at all. Nope. <laughs> could not tell at all. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, with that, take care, everyone. Thanks, Mike. Frosty. I'll do the Wait, whole like I'm doing this one Joker video intro. Oh yeah, you can totally do that if you want. I'll do it. Okay, cool. Do it. <laughs> Do it! Do it, pussy! Fucking do, dare it. You. Fucking dare do it! Fucking dare you! Do it! Fuck dare you! I used to do that um, on the uh, Destiny Tracker one all the time. It was like, oh, yeah. what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> wow. Oh, that's horrifying. It. Oh, that's great. Just keep going. Why, why are Russian scientists defrosting several prehistoric worms and two of them woke up? Two woke no. up, began to move and eat. No, After don't like that. Four, the moon is expanding and cracking open. 7,700 years. Nope. 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 Because no. that's... Destiny is supposed to be science fiction, <laughs> not <laughs> science reality. Remember, no. like, what was it? Uh, like, a couple of weeks ago, they were like, oh, hey, life in the clouds of uh, Venus. And then, like... Just here recently, there's like, yeah, there's this huge object in the rings of Saturn. Oh, no. And now they're like, oh, the there's a big crack in the moon and it's expanding. And all of us are like, moon's well, haunted. Moon's haunted. <laughs> let's go. We're like, oh, the hive are awakening. Is that what's happening? Destiny is real. <laughs> cool. Destiny is a blueprint. Fuck. I'm just waiting for the traveler, man. I'm waiting for the traveler right, right now because right? I know that I will not survive, nor will I be rest. So. Oh. <sighs>
I'm just waiting for this sweet embrace. Of my death. luck, my luck. I'm gonna be rezzed and I'll be fucking hunter. Oh god. Fuck. No, see, I'd be rezzed and I, I, I wouldn't be rezzed. That's it. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I'm afraid of everything. There's no way I would be rezzed. Or I'd no, be rezzed and it'd be fucking pulled pork would be the thing that rezzes me and I would just be like, <laughs> fuck. But you wouldn't remember your first life, so you wouldn't remember your hatred towards him. Oh, but I would just know deep down. Destiny marketing team. I would know. Up. I would have this annoying fucking ghost, and I would know deep down. I'd be like, "Why am I so irritated the rest of my existence?" Oh, it's because of you, Paul Park. Oh, and see, knowing my luck, I would die and be rezzed as a warlock. I'm main a <sighs> titan. Be... Oh yeah, same here. I obviously I hate. So so I don't hate warlocks. I just hate my warlock. Ah, uh, my warlock is stupid as shit. No, I feel it. <laughs> uh, all right. So orchid, should I stay out of otter army? You can. Um, you don't have a sub to my channel, so yeah, otter army is for people who are subs to my channel, and you are not a sub. Nor am I. But I'm the owner of the Discord server. Uh, yep. but you are not a sub to my channel. Yeah, dude, so. you gotta you gotta get in that tier three foot pick um category. That's right. To get that that sub. Yep. <laughs> the Bell Dolphin tier three. Yep. Foot pick. Oh god. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible. Don't mind me. No, it's at it's at twenty four ninety nine foot pick. <laughs> I'm I'm just sitting here laughing because, like, when Orchid and I were dating. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> like early on, we we agreed no nude pics or anything unless yep. we we both agreed, and so like I don't know how we actually got to it, but she we were like, all right, but ankle pics are fine. Oh yeah, man! Like when you're Amish, like living yeah. in an Amish paradise, bro. Mm -hmm. The ankle pics, man. Those that ankle pics, fire. Though. It was the trolley right. part of me, yeah. So we would, I sent him a, the our one of our we added a mod to the Discord, and the first thing he sees scrolling up in like the mod chat is like a picture of my fucking foot and ankle from like that morning in bed. Nice, because <laughs> I had thrown it up in Discord. Yep. Uh, he's like, the fuck is this? <laughs> He's like, what did I get myself into? I'm like, foot pics. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Can we, can, we're gonna just, we're gonna record now. Nice. <laughs> Not talking about my feet. Because that's what bloopers are for. Feet are gross. No. It's because I say fuck a lot. <laughs> you and you and me and everybody else no just because he just uh. yeah but i'm not where it's like this polite decorum in my videos where i have this nice accent and i speak softly and i you know but then like in behind the scenes you're like fuck piss shit cock, cocksucker motherfucker tits oi <laughs> 
I, I say that I'll, I'll like, uh, call somebody a cut on, like, Twitter or something, and then I'll, like, make sure to, like, abbreviate it. It's like, I mean this is the Australian usage, not the American, because I, like, offended somebody by calling... Like, I didn't, I didn't even know they were a chick, right? Because it's Twitter, right? You have, like, a fucking rando-ass name, username, that does right. is not indicative of anything. Then you have, like, an anime fucking avatar, which is not indicative of anything. And then, like, you go and say rude things, and then somebody goes, like, goes, shut the fuck up, cunt. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I ain't got time. And they're like, oh, "You sexist!" I'm like, Wait, "What?" Not yeah, oh, God, exactly. Here we go. Yeah. Right. And you're oh, like, I, 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 I no use clue. the c word all the time, so everyone's a cunt. I call my chat cunts, but that's because I yell at chat. Or the time I called somebody a bro and they got really mad. They were a yep. transgendered person, and I was like, "Oops." I'm not. Du- I'm doubling down on this though because I'm not apologizing because I didn't know. Good. Don't. <laughs> don't apologize. And we come full circle about snowflakes. Snowflakes are stupid. <laughs> Brief intro to the topic. Wait. Fuck. I locked the cats out. Hold on. I gotta do that now so the possums can't get inside. You're letting Chuck and baby Chucks, you know, like, starve and, and freeze out there, Orchid. And I say it now because I know she took her headset with her. But she's away from the mic. Oh, see, I, I, I thought there was going to be a Lore <laughs> Network ad, and so I went and grabbed another Red Bull. Because the shit's fire. <laughs> I ain't even drinking right now. Like, this is just normal me. Oh, man. It's a little too early for that nonsense. Yeah, right. I mean, it's Sunday, so like day drinking, whatever. Yeah, to each their own. Fuck those it's, cats. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, dude. Day drinking is fine. Yeah, just as long as you don't do it all the time. Who are you to judge? Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah, you could. I mean, I- you know what? I'm not going to judge. Just as long as you get all your shit done. You go to work, you know what, you come... Just as long as you're, you're not, like, a terrible human being, you do whatever the fuck you want. Like... Yeah. <laughs> my rule How is... How libertarian are you? Black tar heroin in every store. Um, my rule is, as long as it's not hurting anybody, you do you. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read this in my best of Vala voice. Here we go. Indeed. Valley Indeed. Girls of Vala. Incoming. No. <laughs> you know what do you mean? Do it. Valley do Girls it. of Allah. Are we ready for this? Do it. Oh, God, no. Here we go. So, this is how it ends. Anna Bray will join us in the tower with what she said. Okay, I can't do this. <laughs> Thank no, God. No, I was loving it. Thank uh, God. T- <laughs> greatest thing in the world. 10 out of 10. Would recommend <laughs> Anna Rabel just the tower with what she salvaged of Rasputin, but the rest let Brother Vance chase shadows. We can waste no more time trying to stop him. Ashramir will stand and fight. He still has the heart of a guardian. Good for him. And Deputy Commander Sloan, she thick. She plans to meet the Pyramid Above Titan head on. Don't know why. One woman against the darkness. Don't know why. What more could I have done? Nothing. I tried to unite the Vanguard, and now we lie splintered in the face of the dark fleet. Mm. All we have left is faith in the traveler, faith in the light, faith in you. 
my version's better. Oh god. I really did enjoy her send-off where she literally just hopped in her own like mobile suit Gundam started taking on the hive and she's sitting there laughing and the AI is like, oh, you mean for this to actually be playing out through the speakers? So it's blaring out that she's laughing while thunder is going on outside. And it, it just, it's a creepy moment. But it's so funny to actually think about. <laughs> yeah. When do I get a Gundam? Um, <laughs> you, you are a Gundam unto yourself because you are, you know... Gundam armor. Oh, I was yeah. I was gonna say you're actually you know yeah. Uh, your brain is driving a a you know. A... Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. We're uh, stuck in a, a fluid bath, uh, washed in a skeletal calcium yes. um, cage that is uh, commanding bone and sinew and muscle to move a uh, meat Gundam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, by that same logic, two pregnant women fighting is like two babies having a mech battle. Yes. No, it's more, and and if they're doing it in water, it's like two submarines. You just got to worry about them, you know, sending the torpedoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, God, we are horrible people. (laughs) Well, we could actually read that properly and then just insert it. We can just delete mine because mine's... Oh, it's going to be bloopers. Oh, God. If you know the one that would be better is just me ooing it, but. <laughs> so this is how it ends. Ooh, ooh, Anna Bray will join us in the tower mm-hmm. <laughs> with what she's salvaged of Rasputin. I I. <laughs> but the rest, Ara Ara, let Brother Vance chase shadows. We can waste no more time trying to stop him. Oh, Ashermir will stand and fight. <laughs> Oh. oh, for fuck's sake. He still has the heart of a guardian. And Deputy Commander Sloan, she plans to meet the pyramids head on above Titan. One woman against the darkness. Oh. What more could I have done? I tried to unite the vanguard, and now we lie splintered. In the face of the dark fleet. All we have left is our faith in the traveler. Our faith in the light. Our faith in you. Ooh. <laughs> Holy fuck. God damn it, Joker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bulge i see mr traveler <laughs> no it's my cell phone. mrs traveler <laughs> it's just no no phone. i was talking about you no it's a banana in my pocket thanks <laughs> gotta have that potassium no time to explain that's just my um my my tower my my um on the wall i've got no time not, not that tower that that's just my vault no. 